Welcome to episode 64 of Pod Your Own Adventure. Today's episode, Night Dragon by Keith Martin. Hello and welcome back to Pod Your Own Adventure. My name's Robin. And an interesting fact about me is that I've recently started getting back into crochet. So alongside cosplay and podcasting, I think I'm probably one of the most bullyable people in UK games podcast twi- <laughs> Twitter. I'm joined today by, from Twin Humanities, CJ and Paddy. Hello. Hello. How goes it? It Hi. goes well. How about with you? It's going all right. I've had the day off. I've spent most of it crocheting. Hooray. Good, good. These, these fascinating facts that they have to be real or uh, or made up because you could have made that one up. I could have, but I mean, I feel that's something that the listener has to. It's a contract I almost make with the listener on every episode. And that like you have to believe the things that I'm saying because then the other amusing anecdotes that I come up with later on along the line, they might be real, they might be libelous. In that case, I deny that they actually existed, and these are all just elaborate jokes. You're not trying to uh, to align yourself with the the hip UK crochet scene. I mean. If you can find any of them, then please point them. I'll, away. I'll send them your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I How's offer. I offer up two fascinating facts, and it's up to you to decide which one is real. All right. Okay. okay. The first one: When uh, I was at school, someone stole my Sylvania of Skegness Freddy the Seal pencil, and when I demanded it back, stabbed it into my hand. Whoa! The lead is still there. Whoa! And the American government now send me on spy missions where I am uh, invisible to infrared. Well, you right. back. I mean... Mm-hmm. So, wait. You got stabbed with a seal pencil from that you got in Skegness? Yes, and they, they wouldn't give it back. And when I went to the hospital, uh, they just looked at it and just bandaged it up. And it's still oh. there. Oh, that's tragic. I'm also going to Skegness at some point in the next few weeks. So if I buy a seal, if I find a seal pencil, I'll stab you with it. Oh, thanks. Give, give me a, give me a, um, I was going to say give me a matching finger, but that sounds terrible. That so that, right. that, that may or may not be the real one. Okay. okay. Uh, the, the, the second one, um, the soul singer Michael Bolton wrote the song Love is a Wonderful Thing to cheer me up when my mum videotaped over Rankin Bass animation classic uh, Flight of Dragons. Okay. That's true. Speaking of, I suppose that is appropriate considering Night Dragon being the book <gasps> and Flight of Dragons being the the classic that was cruelly destroyed by the limitations of VHS. Honestly, and my my evil evil mother. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, knew. think of that as you chisel jewels from that mountain. Okay, the orcs not... will never let you free. <laughs> I think I can't. I'm not going to be the one to decide that. I think it's going to have to be left up to the listeners. Mm. Mm. But I will be inspecting your hands next time. Next time we meet, <laughs> just <laughs> hi, Robin. You'd be just like, it's not. There's there's no lead there. It's like I I, I I'm raising the other hand. Show me the other finger. I'm putting it in a glove. I'm like holding your hand up to the light, see if I can see anything <laughs> through it. I love to turn up like Michael Jackson, wear like a white glove over the over the one with the lead. He was like, is it in that one? You'll never know. <laughs> Ah, Paddy, what's cool about you? Good fact. Um, not many things. Uh, when I was uh, a Great. small boy, a uh, very <laughs> small boy of, of five, um, I, I took a, a small one-by-one uh, Lego stud 
uh, and ended up somehow up one of my nostrils. Uh, oh, I was going to suggest, say, was it your nostril? Yep, it was. I was fearing uh, it was going to be his arse. Well, what I tried to do is I, I used one of the longer pieces. Right, being five and uh-huh. stupid, I used one of the like the longer four-by-one pieces, and I attempted to sort of stick that up my nose to clip it on to get it back out, <laughs> and thus no. lost the one-by-one piece, and we never saw it again. It might still be there. <laughs> so weirdly, our facts gonna... have lined up. I like this. Somebody's just going to tap you on the back of the head one, one time too many. Like, one just too hard. It's just going to fall out one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sneeze and it's going, oh, oh, finally. And suddenly, like, <laughs> I'll get clever. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be able to finish building that tower that you were trying to make since you were six years old. Yeah, it's just been just sort of half lopsided for, for years and years and years. And it's been a constant yeah. source of shame. I feel like when you said when I was young and small objects, like... I mean, you didn't even need to finish that story, did you? Of course it was going to be lodged up your nose. I, 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 I was fearing it, it was nose. Like, children, kids are stupid. Mm. Kids are stupid. I tried to fit fu- a, a peanut up my nose and was quite uh, quite disconcerted that it that it, it wouldn't go all the way up. So I then tried it with a tic-tac and realised that as high as that had gotten, it was burning like hell and just ran into the living room going like... <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't even articulate that there was a um, there was a, a mint tic tac lodged quite high up my nose. Uh, I was just running in, screaming like some sort of rabid ape. I think that was the inspiration for the minions characters in Despicable Me. But maybe it is. Get those get those nineteen seventies cameras out of my house. <laughs> oh, how horrible! Okay, so if this is your first time listening to the show, hello. Basically. Every episode, I get a different guest on, and I get a different multiple path game book, and we read through them. This one is a fighting fantasy book, Night Dragon. Oh, oh, hang on, sorry. Uh, my producer keeps looking at me through the window and shaking their head because they keep saying Night Dragon in such a boring way. I think I have to. Sorry, one sec. Night Dragon. That's better. All right, she's nodding. A little bit yeah, of metal good. in Carry on. Okay. It needs a guitar solo at the end. Dragon. It does, but I've only got a ukulele. It's basically a toy guitar. It's not not quite the same thing, but there was indeed a, a little bit of cock rock in your voice there, which was uh, marvellous. <laughs> uh, you know, for somebody born in 1990, I do miss the 80s a lot more than I probably should do. <laughs> you, you missed the 80s. You, you literally missed them. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, right, maybe, so maybe you've got memories of a former life and you're just like, fuck this decade, I'm being reborn! And then it's like, <laughs> oh man, the night is on, it's good, but what do I do? I just keep on keeping on. One day I will have my own have... podcast and use these books for revenge against the world. <laughs> Are you saying might have OD'd in 89? Yeah. <laughs> or or right. taken some sort of future drug. Maybe maybe um, Robin will hatch. Maybe you're just an egg and the, and the evil version of you has been gestating all this time. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah, you will, you, right. will, you will light this world aflame and be riding our cockroach and cat, ma- and cat masters as uh, as you rule us all. But only if you this turn to page 97. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the choice is yours. Speaking of which, let's look at the special rules. Is that, can you hear that ambulance out the window? It knows. It's night dragon time. Jesus. Get the party night started. Dragon. Getting, firing up the stomach pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is a fighting fantasy book, which means we have to uh, not pick our skills, but just roll for them and hope for the best. So mm. we've start off with our stats as uh, skill, okay. which is how good we are at hitting lads with swords. Mm-hmm. 
that's a d6 plus 6, or just a 6-sided die, and then you add 6 to that, depending on how familiar you are with D&D terminology. We rolled 5, which is alright. It's a good roll. means we got 11 stamina. 11 skill, my bad. Uh, stamina is 2d6 plus 12, or 2 dice and then add 12 to that. This is how good we are at getting hit and carrying on moving. Hit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we rolled uh, 8 for that, which gives us a stamina of 20. And as far as luck goes, that is another d6, and then you add 6 to that. 5. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. So we really are is... lucky. Those are good rolls. I, I'm, Those are I very like good rolls. I've got... Mm. I've got a good feeling about this one. Okay, so uh, what else is there in this book? This is using some new... Uh... New mechanics that aren't necessarily in older books as well. Uh, this one has got Honour. Honour is a measure of both your unselfish readiness to help others, even if this delays you or puts you at some disadvantage, and of your readiness to forego help offered you, which might imperil the person offering it. It is also a measure of your standing as a hero of your word, adhering to voluntary agreements you have made. You have, few, you have a few opportunities to increase honour during this adventure, and your honour score starts at zero. Uh, honour can go below zero, so don't be oh, a good. Dick. <laughs> it's going below zero. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do, I, do you guys feel like being a dick? Yes. We're playing Night <laughs> the Dragon. Was of made course. for me. Night Dragon. Now, at this point, certain. There's another one. Certain people and forces will come to learn of your activities during adventure. The more they learn of your opposition to them, the more they will fear you and try to strike you down. This is reflecting your nemesis score, which begins at zero, and should also be kept track of in the appropriate box in your adventure sheet. The higher the score climbs, the more desperately your enemies will try to thwart you. So, if we act like a dick to people, then I presume people just cut onto that and start hating us more. Does the nemesis show um, up? Like the Resident maybe. Evil one? With the big ten- tentacly arm. Can we measure it and... in stars? Stars. Um... <laughs> uh... So yeah, currently our nemesis rank is at zero stars. Nice. Uh, nemesis was in Resi Three, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was the name of the yeah. game, Resi Three Nemesis. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember? I'm just trying to think of like trying to think of the other big uh, boss monsters that followed you about. Wasn't there one in a big trench coat in Resident Evil Two? There was. Uh, he was known yeah, as Mister X. When you uh... played it a second time, I think mm. um, they dropped from the sky and in, in sort of a. Uh, a big missile that opened up and then Lado dropped through or, the ceiling. Yeah, or Terminator, Isn't... some people called him. Because he just was basically a Terminator. I'm not surprised... Like, I'm not sure why people were surprised by Resi 6 being so off the rails, because it's always been weird. <laughs> I've still not played Resi's yet. always kind of on... known it was stupid. Like, it, it knew it was stupid. It's kind of like a B-movie. It's not serious. So when people were like, oh no, it's gone all action game. It was always a stupid action game. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Um... Also, like, I've heard people saying about Resi 6. I think this might be people that play in co-op, so, like, that's a different, like, story altogether to playing it single player. But, mm. like, it is one of the worst designed games that they've had a lot of fun with. Like, it is just horror action movie schlock from start to finish. I'd go so. with that. Yeah, I've played yeah. quite a bit of Resi. We, we, me and uh, me and my wife uh, platinumed Resi 5, the one everyone hates. Oh, nice. And we loved it. Like, no, Resi, mm. again, yeah, Resi 5, again, play it co-op, actually good. Yeah, Resi Six. You get less so. It's hard to work out what order you're supposed to be doing things. Do you get the Hydra shotgun in that, which is a double-barreled shotgun, but instead of having two shot barrels, it's got three. So Damn it right. Yeah, Hell boy. yes. Oh, <laughs> love the Hydra. Great. 
Put that shit on the box, it should be a selling point. <laughs> this is like a gun, but it's got three. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, it did get one-ups by Bulletstorm, which had the four-barreled shotgun, which also set people on fire. But Bulletstorm one-ups lots of people with its guns. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think Resi gave you bonus points for shooting people in the dick. <laughs> testicle detection. The thing is, right, with the shooting people in the dick and in Bulletstorm, is that it needed work? Like, I shot lots of people in the dick and have the game not recognise it, and that was infuriating. <laughs> I, thought I definitely I thought, I was shot his dick. <laughs> yeah. Right off. Clean off. But no, apparently not. Fine. Okay. Did you see it um, sort of oh, give also... and fly away? No, he just fell to the floor and went, Welp, didn't shoot me in the dick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. He's dead, but he's still laughing at you. Well, I mean, it's a video game. You can do anything in the magic of video games. <laughs> Also, in this game, there's a time mechanic. If we spend too long in one area, then it'll add a point to our time track. If it gets too high, then something bad might happen, I guess. We've already been on top off topic for way too long. Shall we start with the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably a bit of backstory that I should be reading. There's about five pages. but <sighs> Okay, so the last word, the last line of the um, of the backstory is, you do not have pleasant dreams this night. Which is okay. all right. That's good. That's, That's a good thing. leading. I don't, we don't need more than that. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Exactly. A dark morning sky glows over Port Blacksand and a chill wind blows in from the Sword Coast. You can head for Lobster Wharf to find a ship bound for Rentan, or leave the city by Weaver Gate to take the North Coastal Road there. You may prefer to buy some extra equipment first. Oh, I presume the, like, the backstory told us our motivation for doing this, but <laughs> I guess just pretend we're playing an RPG where we skip all the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're hitting X furiously at the start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, I think we need to we need to arm ourselves for our unknown journey because who knows what it might be. Exactly. This is this is very <laughs> Etrian Odyssey from the start. It could be literally anything. Um, I also need to find out how much money we started with because <laughs> it didn't tell us at the start. I, I just rushed through this one. Uh, stamina, skill, luck. I guess money. Whatever. I feel like Maybe we have a thousand gold. Do you want a thousand gold? I feel rich. Yeah. Oh, you have enough provisions for twelve meals inside the backpack. Uh, roll two dice and add three to the number of rolled. This is the number of gold pieces you have with you. Okay, can oh, we okay. hit a thousand with that? Yes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you sound like a constipated funds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy that, that was... we warped space time to make that work. That was my nickname in high school. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Tough times. (laughs) Right, so uh, what would you like from the unscrupulous merchants of Port Blacksand? We can get a steel mirror, some rope, a long bow and arrows, a glass bottle, spiked boots, ice pick, flask of liquor, keg of beer, viewing lens, carved ivory polar bear, a potion of stamina and a potion of luck. Well, we've I like got the to get idea the of spiked boots. I yeah. like the spiked boots because if we if we come upon a mountain, we may well be able to scale that mountain with the spiked boots. Maybe I'm just imagining they're 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 more wonderfully spiked than. Well, I this think, is what it but... says actually. The spiked boots will be useful in walking on icy, slippery ground. Oh yeah, so, spiked boots. Think, yeah, yeah. It's not actually intending us for intending for us to kick people to death with them. So. Uh, can they you know, have it's always good do to have, have options. Yeah. Do yeah, they have yeah. spikes on the outside as well, like cool sort of death metal boots? 
Well, I'd hope they wouldn't have spikes on the inside. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Patrick, I mean not the legs. Pat- <laughs> yeah, what kind of family did you grow up in? <laughs> Put on your razor slippers, Patrick. I think those run around the, the kitchen. Let me slip into okay. something more comfortable. Ah! Ah! <laughs> All right. Uh, the Lickio is invigorating and strengthening. The viewing lens helps you to see distant locations more clearly when you look through it, and also acts as a magnifying glass. The ivory polar bear just catches your eye. You don't know whether it may be useful or not. Uh, all right. We're, we're getting that bear. self-explanatory, I guess. We're, get, we're getting that bear. bear. <laughs> I'm just imagining Paddy's just in the shop going, I want that. It's a. It, it's caught my eye. You, it, the, the book has told me that it's caught our eye. Let's get the bear. Yeah. Ivory bear. I'm so confident right, well, I've written it down already. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got a beer, a bear, and boots. There's nice. also a mirror, rope, bow and arrows, bottle, ice pick, flask of liqueur, mirror, and mirror. That doesn't because, start with um, a bemirror. Um, okay. Which is silent. Which was the which was the film where um, Tom Cruise was a young lad and oh, it's Legend, wasn't it? Where um, there was the uh, the Medusa that was trying to turn into stone. He was looking. Was it with a mirror? Was it with the side of his sword? To try and see beyond her gaze to find where she was so he could cut her head off without... Well, I mean, that was to... also like part of the legend of the Medusa as well. Yeah, that the Odyssey, look directly it? at it hmm. using mirror shield. Yeah, I'm, so... I'm thinking mirror. Yeah. Mirror, yeah. I actually... <sighs> and if not, we can just I could do go our into hair. A... Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I could go into a massive thing about how I actually really like the Medusa as a um, Greek, mytho- uh, Greek myth? 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 Mythology. Mm-hmm. Because it's actually a really sad story, but instead I'm going to like not spend another five minutes going off topic and say that there's a strip club not one minute from my flat called the Medusa. <laughs> I bet she never saw that coming. Hey oh, because she had her head cut off. Turn those men to stone in many ways. What are we going to do with the ivory bear anyway? Just go. Oh, I'm. I'm it caught I'm, our eye. It caught our I'm, eye. I'm, I'm terrible. How terrible are you? <laughs> I, I farm tusks from elephants. You bastard! Run, this lovely bear. <laughs> I whittled it into a bear, which Can I, I just also write killed. down. What else should I write down? Um, rope, arrow, bow and arrows. Should I just take everything. Let's buy everything. Okay. Yeah, let's just be big money bit we've rockefellers. Got, we've hacked the game. Yep. We've opened up our hex editor. Beer, spiked boots, uh, liqueur, uh, and gl- glass bottle, and viewing lens? Yep. No, let's leave that behind. Oh, what, the viewing lens? Yeah, we don't that need to see That sounds like head. the most useful thing. We've yeah. got an ivory bear. Let's not bear. see over large see distances. Yeah, but you could just let's look down not... at the bear. I feel like spending a lot <laughs> of our money... On the carved ivory polar bear, and then not getting the viewing lens is some metaphor for not having proper foresight, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think there's a there's a version of Paddy that went maybe went uh, on a school day trip and didn't come back with uh, some sort of ruler or pencil or notebook, and he's like, I must have the trinket over everything. <laughs> well, no, I bought the pencil, but the rubber came off the end. I loved it in that bear. We lost it in Look, a ditch okay. in the Lake District. Okay, so your guys' podcast is called Twin Humanities. I suppose, like, T-minus 20 minutes before we start talking about Dark Souls is surprisingly good for us. But do you think <laughs> that the Ivory Bear is going to be the most important item in this book, even though it doesn't actually do anything? Absolutely, 
I can see it coming a mile away. It's it's the painted doll. <laughs> I can, it's the doll. It's it's the doll. It's going to open up an entirely new chapter. No, no, no. It's just it's the pendant. It doesn't do anything at all. It's just Ooh. there, and it's incredibly important. It, I mean, it, it'll come to the end of the game, and it'll be like freedom from the monster is in the shape of what looks like a, a an ivory bear would fit through here. <laughs> and we're like, ah, we left it behind because it looks shit. And Paddy will be like, I love that bear. I told you. I mean, that's not too dissimilar to what's happened in a lot of these books anyway, so... Uh-huh. I hope there's a, bear-shaped, there's a bear-shaped keyhole somewhere. Yeah, and you have to put your face in it instead. Just, <laughs> you have to, just, have to just carve your it. face into the shape of a bear. It will yeah. only fit a bear-shaped face in there. Yeah, precisely. precisely. And, you have, and you have to say something that's not true so it can be a bear-faced lie. <laughs> right, <laughs> podcast over. We're Bye. moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Lobster Gate or Weaver Gate if we're heading for Rentan by road? I'm, I'm, um, uh, I don't mind either. Right, Sika, you pick. I want to go to Weaver Gate because uh, it is a little bit like crocheting, but a bit different. Ooh. Uh, I'll allow it. Okay, so we have to test our luck. Uh, we're on six, which means we are lucky. It also means Three. our luck goes down by one point. Because that's how it works. So. That used to drive me so, crazy in the first few episodes of this show because you didn't do luck properly. And it used to drive me up the wall. I forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about. It. I mean, I also didn't do combat properly. I also didn't do rolling skills properly. I, yeah, there was lots I didn't do properly. <laughs> um, also, for the sake of brevity, uh, I am not going to be doing combat properly in this one either. Mm. We've got a magical Vorpal sword that was gifted to us by the DM. Nice. After leaving Port Blacksand far behind, days of determined marching brings you to the small village of Marzale, just over halfway to Renton. You must eat three meals from your supply of provisions during this time and add six to your time track. Oh, shit. That sounds like a lot of time. Really it, guys. I mean, we're walking and not getting a boat. In Marzale, there's an inn where you can stay, stay and get hot food and a good bed for the night, if you pay two gold pieces. Alternatively, you can sleep outdoors for free, but you regain no stamina points and once eaten up a meal. But we haven't even been hit, so I don't think we need to worry about that. Well, you don't get rich by spending money, so let's sleep in a ditch. You gotta make money. You gotta spend money to make money. It's rule number one of business. <laughs> in the morning, you continue. In the morning, you continue your foot slog along the coast road, which continues along more undulating terrain. As you get to the crest of one hill, you hear chanting below. Peering around from behind the cover of a boulder, you see a group of three grey-cloaked men walking slowly along the road in front of you. They are swinging small incense burners and chanting as they go. To the east, you can see a plume of smoke rising from the edge of some pine woods. Will you approach the grey-cloaked men, make for the woodland, or avoid both, detour westwards, then continue north? Approach the men. Is one of you Christopher Nolan? Is that why you're all wearing grey? Are you just really sad? Could you maybe make a movie where the wife doesn't get killed in it? Yeah, maybe make a movie with some joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, so have you I'll seen this bear that. I've got? <laughs> <laughs> could you make a film about this? Is it, do you think this could be my totem, guys? All right, so we got, are we going to approach him then? Why so various? <laughs> You're enough to catch up with the men, who seem happy enough to share your company along the road. Definitely not, Nolan, then. They are pilgrims, they say, heading for a northern temple to gain learning. They are quite hard-faced men, and they soon return to their dirge-like chanting. Mm. However, they share a little food with you at the end of the day's walk, and you prepare to sleep out under the stars in this strange company. Test your luck. Ooh. We are unlucky. Oh. I don't think the book's going to be as cruel to say that we get stabbed to death. Okay, turn to page 119. 
You didn't wake from your sleep. Your body is left with its throat cut for the northern wolves to find and your no. friends here. Well, I was wrong. Wow. Is that a record? No, I trusted them. No. The Minna Resistance boys have the record, but... Fuck. Shit, we're not good. Grey cloaked back. I didn't trust them from the start, but I gave them the benefit <laughs> of the... <laughs> Maybe it was the Christopher Nolan gag. <sighs> Maybe it was Christopher Nolan. And this... He just made you... What, what are you yeah. trying to say about Christopher Nolan? Yeah. Haven't you seen how much more films made? I think he's Australian, isn't he? Um, I, He's definitely not a murderer. You think? I feel... I, 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 of joy. On this, on this record, on record, I'm going to go and say, I don't think Christopher Nolan is a murderer. And if any of his mm. lawyers are listening, neither does CJ, neither does Paddy. The views of the guests do not represent the views of Padre and Adventures Industries. I have to leave out through this window now. I will see you all next episode. Goodbye. Mm. But I've got this Polaroid that says I'm not to trust him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so right, so we're dead. So do we do we quick save? Yeah, we quick save. All right. So after we've port Black Sand far behind, days determined. Blah blah blah. Approach the grey cloaked men. Make for the woodlands. Avoid both detour westwards and continue north. Okay. Well, let's go to the woodlands. Men. They sound the most dangerous. Yeah, I don't think we should approach the grey cloaked men. They could they could be friends with Christopher Nolan. They killed mm. us once. Like ugh. yeah. Also, yeah. I I don't want to get emails about this. Here's my here's my own correction. It wasn't the Midnight Resistance boys. It was just Sean and Ian. Andy wasn't there. Okay. Anyway, that was beneath Nightmare Castle. If anybody's listening, we died on the second choice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, make for the woodland or detour or detour westwards then north. Woodland. Uh, the woodland has fire in it, doesn't it? Or smoke. Sorry. Uh, no. Yes, you can see a plume of smoke rising from the edge of some pine woods. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's go see that. Woodland. Alright. Skirting around the path taken by the pilgrims, you head eastwards and enter the woodlands. It is very dark below the light excluding evergreens, and the ground is bare, save for a thin carpeting of pine needles and cones. A haze of blue wood smoke leads you to a wooden cabin. A woodcutter, you expect, but you could be more wrong. As you creep up to the back door, past the shelves of chopped logs, someone taps you on the back and you whirl around. Wondering how on Titan anyone could have surprised you like that. Standing behind you is a dwarf. He is wearing a chainmail vest and is tapping tobacco into his briarwood pipe, a two-handed battle axe hanging from one wrist. Nosy, aren't you? He says nonchalantly. If you want rest and shelter, my adventurous friend, I want something in return. The dwarf isn't after money, having little use for it. You can say and talk with him if you'll give him a potion, a flask of liqueur, or a small keg of beer. Um, Do you want to give him anything? Let's give him the beer. Did we brought we, we brought some liqueur did, with with us, didn't we? We brought some liqueur with us. That's correct. Yeah, let's let's share liqueur it with the little man. Beer. Okay, yeah. The little okay. man has now been replaced by Nolan North. Well, what's with you and the Nolans today? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the mood for dancing. <laughs> oh no, romance. I Triple Nolan. I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The dwarf accepts your gift with a smile and ushers you indoors. You're soon eating fine rabbit stew and quaffing dwarven ale, and the dwarf tells you his name is Dark Flint. He doesn't say why he lives here, and you don't ask. For your part, you tell him only that you're making for Rentarn. It's growing late, and while you don't fear the dwarf, you're not sure what else to say. You shouldn't be giving away anything about your destination. We can either sleep here, or we can risk asking the dwarf about something else. So you can either ask him about the dragon reaches, the grey cloaked men, or general information about the area. The Grey Cloak Men, I want revenge. Yeah, let's find mm. out about them. Also, I'd love to ask him if Dark Flint is his rap name. And perhaps like his real name is something like Gerald Smith. or I think it's like... really rude to ask somebody for their government name. <laughs> <laughs> is Dark Flint your rap name? 
I've never heard that in a fantasy game. So spitting bars. I I mean that's because you've been playing some really bad fantasy games. I can presume. Poss- possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dwarf spits into the wood fire, which warms the cabin. Beware of them, he says. The Greyans, they're just the small fry, but the ones in black robes, they're dangerous. Ooh. Bad men. Seen one or two in the woods heading northwards. I heard tell they're making for the dragon reaches. Come from some place northwest of there. Don't you mix with them? Now, if you want to ask the dwarf about something you haven't inquired about already, you can ask about the dragon reaches, or about the area in general, or you can turn in for the night and get some sleep. There's um, also a picture of some snarling ne'er-do-wells beneath this block of text who are wearing cloaks. I presume they're Christopher Nolan and friends. They could be the black ones, though. They, the one's wearing a grey cloak, one's wearing a black cloak. Ooh. The dark Nolans. There's, there's a... We could... We could, we could have... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm in tickled. the mood for I'm just really tickled by like Is that the level <laughs> When you get to level 20 Start fighting more difficult versions of Christopher Nolan And it's Dark Nolan It's Stygian Nolan Is when you get to 40 of course Didn't d- I'm, I'm inclined to ask about the dragon Yeah because we don't know what we're doing Yeah uh, Dark Flint Could you give us some exposition please You ask the dwarf what he knows about the dragon reaches He looks at you with a glint in his eye Dangerous lands. The last civilized town there is Ismata, northeast of Rentan. A lot of these names I'm recognizing from Baldur's Gate, like the Sword Coast. Ismata sounds like Ilmata as well. Um, this is probably like a topic of conversation that appears solely to me. I'll carry on. Hmm. The last civilized town there is Ismata, northeast of Rentan. I do, I do have some interest in an old story about the Dragon Reaches. I must admit, there are legends of a lost dwarf clan below Slate Peak, Great Grey Mountain, far to the northwest. Too far for me to go. That's probably only another tall tale, but many years ago I picked up a coin said to be from them. He puffs at his pipe as he reaches into a pocket and pulls out a very old, well-rubbed brass coin. Give it to you for a couple of gold. Might be some use to you if you're heading your way. Do you want to buy the coin with our million gold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's change. Dwarf coin. Put Basically, that in your pipe and smoke it. Wah. Thanks. I think dwarves actually can do that, as it turns out. <gasps> if there are any fantasy dwarfs listening, can you put gold coins in your pipe and smoke it, or is that just a, a hateful stereotype? Yeah, is that it, just it the words under, of a fool? Yeah, it's metallurgy. Yeah, send us a message on at twitter.com forward slash adventure pod. <laughs> Why not? I think metallurgy would be supporting Night Dragon if this if we are building up sort of a, a monsters of rock uh, <laughs> and, and Dark Flint's I mean, early singer. <laughs> No, no, oh, Dark, here we go. Dark featured on a few other albums in the nineties, but it was a bit of a weird time for them. Dark Flint turned up, and, and all of the the rock audience were like, "We don't want any rappers here, especially mm. ones with pipes." <laughs> <laughs> Pipe may be the least metal apparatus, I suppose, for smoking. I'd love, that. I'd love it unless you make it out of metal. Um, you just, um, yeah, I does still think you. You're on the wrong track there. It's risky. I mean, if you make it out of glass, then we're talking. But we're giving him uh, gold to put in his pipe and smoke it. So maybe, maybe he can he can start forging his metal metal pipe. This is sound like an arse analogy. Um, yeah, we'll move on. And I think when we get onto the arse analogies, it's a it's a good example that we should probably just change the topic of conversation. Add two to your time track for the day's travel before you turn in for the night. In the morning, you set off along the northern coastal road once more. You should make it to Rentown by the end of the day, you hope, but you must eat another meal now. 
After two, hours, after two hours or so, you spot a body stumped on the ground of the road ahead of you. It could be a trap, so you're wary. Will you investigate the body, or make a detour around it and push on to Rentan? Can we stamp on it with our um, boots? Can we eat uh, it? No! Oh. Jesus, we're not eating it! Can we use it as a mountain for the uh, for the ivory bear? Like, climbing up the kneecap, going towards the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, let's I don't investigate know if it's give us that option. Yeah. I want I want to see okay. what's up with this yeah. man. He wouldn't be lying there for no reason. The body is that of a man who has been robbed, badly beaten, and left for dead. He tries to speak, but you hush him to be silent. He points... Rude. He points <laughs> east along a track and gestures for you to help him. You can leave him here and continue along the road, or you can carry him along the track looking for help, even though it will cost you a lot of time. Alternatively, you can take the ivory bear and use him as a mountain and play around with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Is he, is he conscious while this happens? Uh, I hope so. Please, I wish I you just wouldn't like jump that bear of... in my wound. It's just like the thought of like him slung over the uh, over the shoulders of of one of us who's, who's sort of huffing him along, and the other one's going like doo, 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 going across your bum with like the, the ivory bear. <laughs> please, please stop that! I'm injured. Shh. Um, I think I, we're having fun. I feel like we're men of action. I feel like we should we should save him, if only so we can play with the bear some more. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind that honor is a mechanic in this game as well. Oh. Yeah, I do want to save him. I'd like to save the... Uh, seems we've used him as our sort of playset. I think <laughs> it's only fair. Give a little, take a little, you know? Yeah. You have to carry the man for half a dozen kilometres before a, tread a trapper with a sled overtakes you. The burly trapper recognises the victim and says he comes from the village of Sharndale, seven kilometres further along. The two of you unload furs and goods from the sled, put the injured man on it, and you help by carrying the bulky furs on the road to Sharndale. You deliver the man to his family, who make him as comfortable as they can. The weather is closing in, with chill, sleeting rain drifting out from iron grey clouds, and you'll not get to Rentan before dark now. You're invited to stay with the family. They'll give you some furs by way of thanks, as well as hot food and a comfortable bed for the night. Add two to your time track, and gain one point of honour! Woohoo! Night Dragon! I am a man who will fight for your honour. <laughs> that we all know the lyrics that come after but we're all being good (laughs) i actually don't i'm trying my best (laughs) we're trying not Um, to derail but it's really hard (laughs) see i know know why you're doing that robin it's not it's not for the sake of the podcast you did it all for the glory of love honestly i've just i don't know why but wherever you'll go by the calling has started playing in my head I feel like I've been oh. cursed. Oh, the, that's a, that kind of sub Eddie Vedder impression. Yeah, this is the voyage of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> we hoop ha ho down ho ho ho. All right, you round the coastline of Corpse Bay and arrive in Renton. That sounds happy. Sweet. I want to go to Corpse Bay. And yeah, it sounds could... horrible, but it's got lovely illuminations come oh, October. Oh, you should see it in the summer. <laughs> this is a trading outpost where fur trappers and hunters mix with fishermen, and, you have no doubt, some sword coast pirates. Frost is forming on the wooden roofs of the town's warehouses, taverns and homes, even as you look. Dowel-faced people are hurrying through the cold to get home to their suppers and burning wood fires. Will you try to buy some extra equipment or food, sell some furs, or head straight for the rudderless galley tavern? 
We, Where did we get the first from? Did we have any first? Uh, the trapper guy. Yeah, the trapper gave us gave some to us. That was nice of him. Yeah. Well, let's let's make some money. All right. You're not r- really experienced at haggling over the selling price of furs, but you pocket five gold pieces for the three beaver skins you were given, and you can always <laughs> use some extra money. One million and five. Yep. <laughs> it's like using again using a hex editor to give us my negative money, so that <laughs> even though it keeps going down, it never hits zero. So you just got lots and lots of money. Also, just like the, I just like the the fact that we're carrying furs and ivory. Like, all right, mate, we might live in Courts <laughs> Bay. Where are you from? Nineteen sixty-two. We're quite tacky, aren't we? Really? Yeah. No, nobody deals with those anymore. It's all PVC nowadays. We're looking at ourselves in a mirror as we're walking through, wearing our, I presume, new rocks. Just has <laughs> oh, spiked we've, boots here. We've got spiked <laughs> boots. Yeah. yeah. Admiring ourselves in our mirror. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Um. God, what's even going on in this book? Who are we? Just like a, we I just we always end up role playing magpies whenever we do on these fighting fantasy books. All right, so do you want to buy some extra equipment or food or make for the rudderless galley tavern? Let's uh, go. Let's get drunk. Drunk. Yeah, let's get drunk. All right. The sign of the rudderless galley swings, creaking to and fro in the north wind. Approaching the dockside tavern past the alleys and byways, you thought you saw a grey-robed man duck into the shadows just before you reached the tavern door. Or was it a trigger of the light? You push past the seamen and merchants inside the tavern, walk across the sawdust floor to the stairway, and climb as far as the landing. You make your way to the third door along, as instructed, and take the silver key from your pocket. Test your skill. <laughs> We're trying to work out if we can open the door. Just... <laughs> God damn it! All right, we roll. That sounded like the end of an episode from EastEnders. <laughs> Can we get through the door? Just Phil Mitchell holding 11. a key, looking confused. I rolled eleven, which is exactly the same as our current skill, which means we were successful. Wait, but only just. Oh. Doors are hard. Th- yeah, three grey-robed men are standing in the room, and a body lies slumped on the bed. The window to the doors, to the docks beyond is open. The men have coshes and knives, and they've been expecting you. Oh, they are all dark haired evil They're all dark haired and have an evil glint in their eyes. As one of them slams the door shut behind you, you know you're going to be lucky to survive this. You can fight them one at a time in this enclosed space as you back into a corner of the room. Okay, so they've got skill they've all got skills of eight, we've got skill of eleven. Let's roll for us first. Mm-hmm. We rolled seven, which gives us Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen, I knew that. Truncate silence is gonna make me sound a lot smarter than I actually am in this one, <laughs> I think. And for the first assassin. He rolled eight. Nine, oh. eight. So, uh, that means that we s- we still kill him in Woo-hoo. one hit, and now he's me out of just bolognese, it looks like. Un- undercooked bolognese mm. is all that was left of him. Second one, uh, he rolled eight, so we have to roll... He rolled six, which means that we only turn him into a filet mignon, which is oh. all right. Tasty. And the third one... Uh, third one rolled seven, giving him a skill of fifteen. Mm-hmm. And we rolled three, which Ooh. means that he stabs us. Mm. Oh! And we take a grand total of two points of damage. Damn you, Christopher Nolan! Nolan! It always ends up like this, doesn't it? All right, so rolling for him, he rolls four, which gives him a skill of twelve. Ooh. It's literally impossible for him to lose. Rolling for us, we rolled four. We tried our damned best to lose to him, though. But we hit him and we turn him into finely chopped chicken korma. We, we smack him with our right. bag of money. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> if you win, you turn over the 
the body on the bed. It is that of a dark elf. Presumably the person you were expecting to meet. Again, that's probably stuff in the intro. I had a look through. It said that there was a dark elf that was talking to us, so we had to go and meet up with somebody in Rentan, I guess. Something to do with a, a, a end of the world cults worshipping the night dragon. It's an immortal dragon. I think we have to kill it, maybe. Or maybe we just have to stop them from doing what they want. The dragon, I think, is called Kilanarax. But that could just be the, the god that created the dragons. Kilanarax. So, I don't know. Kilanirax. Isn't that like paracetamol? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a very strong painkiller. <laughs> Alright. Uh, frantically searching his body, find three gold pieces and a silver plaque clutched in one hand with a single wood hastily carved into it. Endymion. Outside the door, there's a commotion. Someone is banging on it, asking what's been going on. Will you open the door, search the bodies of your attackers, or leave through the open window? Well... Um, drama would would definitely say let's jump out of a window. Yeah, I'm, I'd go window. What would Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil do? <laughs> He'd probably He's... get stuck behind a chair that wouldn't that wouldn't be difficult to climb over if it was in a child's library. And rubber herb on his face. When, when presented <laughs> with, a... I'm sorry about that. Is there a truck in your front room? It's the night dragon. Sorry, he's killed the truck. It's fine. Oh, shit. Sorry, my, my microphone fell over. <laughs> night dragon! <laughs> Nolan. Yeah, I've got no idea what that was. Um, I feel it may have been like a bunch of lads on motorbikes, possibly. Wearing grey cloaks. Oh, shit. Nolan. Oh, shit. Okay, so... Um, open the door, search the bodies of your attackers, leave through the open window. Again, when presented with window, it's our biological imperative to jump through it. Cool. We're so... <laughs> hmm? we doing it? Yeah, yep. let's jump through that. Is it, is, it I mean, is it an open window or are we breaking glass? It's an open window, yeah. Aww. I mean, it's nothing really quite says innocence like leaving through the open window. So Can we close the window and then jump through it? Because it looks cooler. <laughs> yes. Cool. Oh, All right. Pat. We're going to learn honour here. Wait, this is... I feel the book's bad. Okay, outside the door there's a commotion. Someone's banging on us what's been going on. Uh, turn to page 109. If you are the only living person... Yeah. If you are the only living person in the room, you can easily escape before the door is broken down. Okay, if there are militia men in the room with you, you must test your skill. Right, okay, I see. That makes sense. Okay, never mind. Turn to page 387. I presume that there was like... We can bring friends with us into that room and then something happens. We can let them in and then escape. Yes. (laughs) You've only got one lead where to go next. The silver plaque with the word Endymion written on it. You're forced to spend valuable time here in Rentan trying to find out what this clue means. Each day you spend here, you must add two to your time track. Also, each day you have to pay for food. You must deduct one gold piece or one unit of provisions. Each day you're in Rentan. If any time you get desperately short of food, you can spend one day doing menial labour in the town and enough to buy three provisions. Oh We've my got a million gold, haven't we? Yeah, we hacked the game. Um, also on the subject of giving yourself minus gold uh, in Diablo 2, uh, one time I made a, I think it was a paladin with negative health, and I remember rubbing my arms, rubbing my hands together going, ha ha, I've pulled a fast one in the game now, nothing's going to stop me, I've got negative health, you cannot kill me. I walked out and died to the very first monster I saw. <laughs> nice. Don't cheat, guys, it doesn't work out. All right. So, are we going to look for a place called Endymion, ask around for a person named Endymion, 
or try to find out more about the grey-robed men. Hmm. I'd, I'd say person called Dendemian. Yeah. Alright. It's a girl's name. Is it? Because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't engraved in something that the that the guy in a had. silver plaque. Yeah. So unless it's it's kind you of uh, yeah, you wouldn't tourist. get a silver plaque with Birmingham written on it, would you? Yeah. Well, unless it's tourist tap, I'd probably um, get like a snow globe or something with that on. Ooh, yeah. Person. You spend yeah, a wasted. I, sorry. <laughs> you spend a wasted day asking around for a person with the name of Endymion. No. But all the people you you question shake their heads and go about their business, and you get nowhere. You want to spend another day trying the same strategy. Turn to page two four six. Or turn to you can start looking for a place called Nimian or ask questions about the grey robed men. Let's okay. let's continue on. I want to be determined in, in finding this person called Endymion. Okay, yeah. On let's... a chill day on a chill grey day you trudge around the town asking for Endymion and again getting no helpful response. <gasps> Late in the afternoon you see a grey robed figure disappearing in through the back door of a leathered hanner's workshop. You can follow the man, otherwise that's the end of this day, you can spend the next one asking for a person named Endymion or for a place of that name. Let's follow the man. Uh, I, I feel like man. if if no one has if you if you've been saying do you know someone called Endymion and no one is replying, there wouldn't be a place. Like do you know a lady called um, Stoke? Um, no, it's a place. <laughs> like they tell you, no, you're looking for a place, mate. Um, I fucking love that because it's a fantasy thing. The character's name it feasibly could be the same name as a place because I don't know. There's Ill Matter. There's Dark Flint. That could be a there's town. A wizard called. Darkland. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody knows. It's fantasy bullshit. Right, so what are we doing? We're following him. Yes. <laughs> Follow the Nolan. Fantasy the door's been left ajar. You overhear snatches of conversation. One man saying to another, birthing today. Stop him in the fall. That's B-E-R-T-H-I-N-G, not the other type of birthing. Oh, that would that would that'd be a little bit uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the type Ooh. of birthing that boats do. Okay. Stop him and the fool won't know where to go. It must be done. You realise they're referring to a ship that is about to arrive. If you decide to check new arrivals at the dock, turn to page 167. If you want to carry on eavesdropping, turn to 94. If you want to enter the shop, turn to 38. Eavesdrop. Eavesdrop, definitely. Eavesdrop. Mm. Alright, I'm keeping my finger on the page. Now we know that the messenger aboard ship is going to be making moves eastward, he's going to try and find out what the frost giants are up to. And we have to prevent that. We also need to take steps to deal with that idiot they recruited in Black Sand. The High Priest already has stalkers out in the wasteland, and we have an assassin at the docks. Here's your money, spy. You have served us well. Now, do you want to head straight down to the docks, or burst into the room and confront the men inside? Burst. Well, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they just called us the idiot, so let's go. I like to birth into the room. <laughs> they were talking about birthing. <laughs> Give me a wide berth, for I wish to enter. Okay, so we kick down the door, and... I presume we're surfing on it as well as it skids along the ground. Absolutely. You fling open the door and your nose is assaulted by the filthy smell of half-tanned leathers that are soaking in reeking fluids. The robed man stands with a bag of coins in one hand and a dagger in the other, while a nervous raven-haired young artisan in leather apron is holding out his hands for the money. At once a hard-faced sword wielder spins around to fight you. It's an assassin. Shit. Okay, so rolling for us. Skill of 11. We rolled 7. Skill of 18. We're rolling for the assassin. Skill of 9. He rolled four. He's dead. It also says, each attack round, the leather worker will throw a pot full of of acid at you while you're fighting the rogue man. I think that goes against health and safety. Yeah. Mm. Don't do that. That's really rude. Well, isn't like tanning leather? Don't you use like like dog poop to tan leather? I I feel we can use whatever. I 
speaking of somebody that's never tanned leather before in their lives, mm. just use whatever, guys. Yeah, yeah. Use, oh, use your home brewing method, as, as you mentioned there, Pat, if that works for you. <laughs> if it's on your lawn, you use it, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's arrived in my garden. It's a cat. Fine, use it. <laughs> Also, in this illustration, the leather worker has uh, got a big ladle and he's pulling acid out of something that says vitriol on it. And yes, while I realise that vitriol must be a thing used in leather working, I also appreciate him throwing pure rage at us. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, <laughs> uh, the next option was, go around the town and ask for a person called vitriol. Uh, ask about a place <laughs> called vitriol. <laughs> I saw it written on a spoon. Ask, a, ask about an abstract noun called vitriol. <laughs> All right. The leather worker flees before he can catch him, but he leaves the bag with six gold pieces in it. So that's a million and eleven. Million and eleven. Add no, one on. to your nemesis score. Star. Yeah, baby. So you've now got one star. Excellent. You're straight for the docks. Turn to page one six seven. All right, all right, all right. At last, down at the docks, you have a stroke of good luck. One of the throng of sailors appears to know something. Ah, the Endymion, due in from the Eel Sea on the lunchtime tide. Me brother's second mate on that ship, he says, his chest swelling with family pride. Sure enough, come noontime, the ship arrives at the dock. You ask the captain if he has any passengers on board. Even as you speak, however, you see out of the corner of your eye a black-cloaked figure skulking below decks. Fearing he may be up to no good, you yell at him, he spins around to face you. A dark elf. He holds up his hands to hush you, and as he does, his head jerks backwards and you see a long, heavy dart suddenly protruding from his neck. On the dockside, you spot a black-robed man darting away into a warehouse. So we just got this guy killed by being like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then he got <laughs> shot by somebody. Um, I so can't do you want help to but feel slightly, slightly responsible. Yeah. Do you want to pursue the assassin or help out the dark elf? Help the dark elf. Wait, how yeah. shot did he get shot? Like Right in the neck. Okay, it's not, it's not the brain. Like, no. yeah. We'll help him. Mm-hmm. For a second time, your contact has been slain by assassins. The elf manages a few words before the poison in the dark kills him. North, northwest, he croaks. A long storm drake pass. Frost giants have. Take them firewater is matter. And then he is dead. <laughs> All right. They're talking to his corpse. Full sentences. Full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we looking All for right. a person called North Northwest now? <laughs> Kanye West's child, I believe. <laughs> it's his second child. Sexy name. <laughs> All right. Oh God, I really want Northwest to, at some point in their life, release a fragrance called North, so it can be called North by Northwest. <laughs> All right. There was, so do- there's a there's a there's a perfume shop on my way to work, and uh, there's a bottle of perfume in there which looks like it's it's Wang Princess by Vera, but I, I, as I understand Ooh. it, it is a, it is sort of Vera's Vera Wang's princess, but it does look like Wang Princess, which I think is the greatest name for a perfume. I think Wang Princess is going to be the name that I use in all future uh, social media websites. <laughs> <laughs> or Wang Princess. Wang Princess comes on during uh, a dark flint set, <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's a she's a former uh, rock singer, and suddenly the audience are like, "Oh, I remember her. She used to be in Ilmata, the Turkish <laughs> rock band." <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so what do we want to do now that our f- informant has been shot dead with a big dart? 
Do we want to buy some extra equipment or food, or do we want to leave Rentan for Stormdrake Pass? Stormdrake Pass. Stormdrake Pass. Yeah, we can we can I... use those boots. Here's the thing, though. There might be another most important item in the game at the equipment shop. What could That's be more important than an ivory bear? Well, let me tell you. How about a flask of walrus oil? Ooh. Imagine that. Imagine how bad that smells. Oh. I bet that would be just the heady brew to wake you up when you're trying to, you know, you're, you're passing out yeah, from yeah. The, the pain of trying to climb a mountain. Like, oh God, smell that. I'm awake. <laughs> like there's poppers or something. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm up. Walrus oil. What happened to the walrus? Oh, I took its tusks and I made this ivory bear. <laughs> Wait, are we just acquiring pieces of walrus? <laughs> I assume so, yeah. All right, so do we want to take the flask of walrus oil with us? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> All right, so let's let's leave Rentan. Do you know walrus is Latin happened. for night dragon? Jesus. <laughs> All right, if you're leaving Rentan, there's a pass which you must find. Oh, it's one of these. I hate these. It's one of the ones where you have to um, like add all the num- the letters uh, together and turn them into numbers, and then turn to that. Okay. But also, I can't remember the name of the pass off the top of my head. Quickly, where's where did that guy die? Endymion. That's a ship. No, that was a boat. Yeah. <laughs> where did that elf get shot? In the neck. And we figured it out. Storm Drake, of course, if you have the lessons that up together, it makes one, two, four. Pfft, clearly. Don't patronise me. Storm Drake Pass, which grows narrow as the peaks of the Dragon Reach's margin begin to ascend round it, it is not a well-travelled path. The only signs of life you see as you trudge along the rocky track are birds wheeling overhead and an occasional lethargic rock lizard skitting away from your footsteps. A few thick-leaved succulents hug the ground tightly, the only plant life you can see. This is barren terrain indeed, but you feel fortunate having avoided any monsters during your first day's travel, and you sleep safely in a small cave. Add two to your time tracker, so we're now on 14. Whew. Actually, we're probably on a lot more than that, considering how much we spent, I think we're on... Running around a town, point. shouting, yeah, Endymion! Yeah. What? <laughs> Pointing a wand at people and shouting, Endymion. <laughs> the following day, you seem to come to a fork in the trail. North-northwest, the trail is hardly perceptible any longer. Pointing to the northeastern fork is a badly weathered wooden sign. Where you can just make out what is left of the original inscription, it simply says, Two is blank ER. You cannot decipher the letters in the middle. If you want to head northeastwards, turn to 322. If you want to go to the north-northwest, turn to 23. Now, we just done about we've just done jokes about this for about two minutes. I feel we should head north-northwest. Yes. Yeah, it, it was meant to be. Naturally. I think the bikers are back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Travelling along this broken trail is tricky. Test your skill. We're fine. If you're successful, you negotiate it safely. If you fail, you stumble several times along the treacherous rocky ground to twist your ankle. I'm glad we didn't Fuck fail. off! <laughs> Sorry. This is the... This is one of the problems with living in the city centre. Look, we'll imagine that, that they're polar bears or something roaring in the distance. With V8 engines or whatever. Oh, shit. That's terrifying. Polar bears with engines and wheels. And teeth. Not worth thinking about, is it? They cover their noses to hide in the, in the snow, but you can hear them revving. Again, motor bear, I believe, were supporting Night Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we're building up a roster... Yeah. They just turn up, they go like, as early as you, we can smell ivory. 
Has any of you got ivory bags? I think we're going to get an entire festival by the time this podcast is over. I I think this, yeah. It is mid-afternoon when you see a large winged creature in the sky. Certainly no bird. Your hope that it may be a dragon is rewarded. What a surprise you get. This is a green dragon. Normally a dweller in forests or jungles, not in the cold wastes of the northern lands. The beast lands close by and simply nods his massive head towards you. You clamber onto his back and hold on for dear life as he rises into the sky and flaps imperiously to a distant peak, where he lands and deposits you beside a huge cave mouth. Stepping off your enormous mount, you see that the tunnel opens into a vast crater in the mountain, probably half a kilometre wide. Within the crater, awaiting your descent down the seemingly endless set of chiseled stone steps, is a circle of six huge adult dragons. Black, white, red, green, gold and silver. You are one of a mere handful of people alive on Titan ever to have been invited to such a, such a conclave. And now you have to fuck them. No! <laughs> can I just say, can I just say for one point... This this dragon just flies down and is like, all right, mate, and just lets you on and, and just takes you up. Uh, yeah. What a trusting dragon. I mean, it's awesome. yeah, yeah. How does he know we're not going to stab it in the back of the neck? Because because we've got an ivory bear. <laughs> That's how he knows. <laughs> the mark of a true hero. Yeah. The look at this a... little guy. Oh, look, it's bear. Oh, all right, then climb on. It starts pinching your cheeks, but it's also got big claws, so you have to take a skill check otherwise. You have a real bad time. The dragons are silent as you clamber down the steps and stand before them with your head bowed. The gold dragon speaks, his voice booming in the vast auditorium. It is not often that dragon elders meet in this way, human. We only meet when a great danger threatens us all. We have to turn to a human for help against the waking menace we all face. You have been chosen. The gold dragon pushes his huge three-meter head in your direction. (gasps) His eyes are are red and roomy with age, but they shine with expectation and vigor despite his untold years. The silver dragon speaks next. Our messenger told you of the night dragon. You nod slowly. Then all you need to know is the reason we have asked you to come before us. The ancient was overcome before by human heroes. They had powerful magic with which to defeat him. We know where that magic may be found. There is a great sword hidden in the desert mist crypts southwest of here. The entrance to them lies below a tall mountain with a streak of fool's gold near its peak. To the northwest lies magic armour, crafted by the greatest dwarven artisans of their age and lost when their clan disappeared from Titan. Slate's Peak was their old fortress home. Far to the east and south can be found a magic shield, lost among the Hublets, the Frost Giants, a much tougher race than most of their kind. All these artefacts have great power against the Ancient. An exceptional hero, armed and protected with these, could vanquish him, should he be encountered before his sleep is wholly ended. You may even prevail without all these things, though without at least two, you would find it impossible to overcome the Night Dragon. There is one obvious question left, where is the Ancient? I feel that's them talking directly to the player as well as to the character saying, you need at least two of these. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. The black dragon grins in a way you do not find entirely wholesome. He has a hungry look about him. The ancient lies to the north of here, but we do not know where. The lore master knows how to find the ancient's caves. We know that if you find sword, shield and armour, you will find him. We also know that he has a wandering servant of strange aspect who travels in the Icefinger Mountains. By great good fortune you might encounter him. Though, from what little we know, he will be not what you expect. The dragons give you further information. The stalkers which serve the ancient are reptiles, mutated dragon hatchlings stolen and distorted by magic. The dragons are kangaroo when you speak of these creatures, and they warn you that stalkers grow more numerous as time passes. There are also robed men, acolytes and assassins who serve the ancient, and they hold sway all over the town of Karnex. Beware of that place. All this takes time to learn, so add one to your time track. The Conclave has told you the essence of your task now, to find sword, shield and armour, and the Lawmaster too. It is time to meet your destiny. Turn to page 378. Right, so we're on a we're on a fetch quest right now. 
A little bit. Nice. A little bit. Um. All right. Ruminating over where to go next, you're only a short distance from the cave when the green dragon which brought you here comes up behind you and hails you. So you turn to hear what he has to say. Listen, brave one, I know the task which awaits you. I can tell you more about what you need to know, and I can even fly you to a place which should be take. I can even fly you to a place to which you should be taken. I know where the sword, shield, and armor lie. Although by giving you such direct help, I may violate the oath of Kilanirax, and I will suffer for that. The dragon shivers, and your eyes dilate at the thought of what could scare a twenty-meter dragon. We can accept the dragon's offer, or we can decide not to do so. Okay, so right, mm. so remember in Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Remember how they? Oh shit! <laughs> what was? Remember when that horn went off in Lord of the Rings? Um, yes. Okay, so you remember how when they got well, the, the clan, ring? Remember when the clan started riding by in Lord of the Rings? Honking that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and they, they, they could have taken the ring and they, 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 they walked. It took them like nine years to get it into the, the, the hole, right? And then the eagle yeah. shot right at the end and fix it. They've got a 100% success rate, right? They should always, always ask the eagles for help first, right? So we're going to... I think we should, we should learn that lesson and just take the dragon's help and not bloody walk. But also... We've got an honour tra- track in this as well. Yeah. And it said that we don't want to make incur the wrath of Kilanirax, surely. True, but there's no the honour in failure. Yeah. But I also feel we should have more faith in ourselves. Time's a-wasting. Day- daylight's Time's burning. Wasting. The night dragon comes. We've wasted a lot of time already. We helping have. Helping other people. Wandering around shouting for a ship that we didn't know was mm. a ship. And also we'll get a dragon friend if we do this as well. So there's always oh, the hat. Yeah, we get dragon to ride the dragon good. again. Yeah, we get to ride the dragon again dragon. and play with the bear while on the dragon. Again, dragon I want to go off topic one more time. Uh, one more time, this will be the last time. Um, <laughs> I'll be the judge nice. of that. <laughs> we'll just see. So because I don't have a, I don't get invited onto video game podcasts much, I'm just going to talk about it here. You guys see, seen the footage of Scalebound? Yeah. Uh, I, from I Gamescom. Haven't. I loved it. Oh, oh What? Hideki oh, Kami walks out on stage and starts playing this game where you play as a lad with a big dragony arm who's got a dragon friend. He starts hacking up lads with a big sword and he puts headphones on. It looks like this period fantasy setting, but he's also got bright red headphones that have got an equalizer on them. He starts playing dubstep when he hits people with a sword and basically I might need to buy an Xbox One. And then and then um, he rushes into battle with the massive dragon by his side, yeah. which, then, which then fights a dragon and then his dragony arm... Becomes like complete all over dragon armor. And yeah, it looks like the Giver or something. He just gets his oh, armor over his entire body. Proper belter. Yeah, that one looks all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm double up for that. Yeah. Seriously, <sighs> Pad, you should watch that 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 reveal because it was fantastic. I am still miles behind Gamescom at the moment. I, I am miles behind. So yeah, Here I will though. Dark Souls cool. Three. Yeah. What's that? Ooh. Oh, they've got more skeletons in this one. Sure, great. Whatever. Do you get headphones in that? Don't think so. <laughs> those those equalizers were pretty groovy. Yeah, why? Don't know why it was there, but like, as soon as I saw that your main character had like sci-fi headphones in that game, I was suddenly a lot more interested in it. Is it? I like, like that there how was to tra- how to there train was... your dragon twenty ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I I like that there were bants between him and the dragon. Yeah. That it wasn't kind of like master and servant. There was there was a bit of bit of back and forth between the two. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. It's been, been like there's, there's genuinely <laughs> there's genuinely bants between them. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's a video game I'm looking forward to. 
Anyway, so do we want this dragon to be our friend, or do we want to say now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, considering I just give that big preamble about how much I am looking forward to Scalebound. (laughs) Alright, the dragon speaks to you as you wheel through the skies. The ancient has one great weakness. Light will blind and distract him. If you can find magical light to fling into his face, the greatest of all magical treasures the Lord Master can guide you to, you two is the magic, magic mirror within the dream time. Make sure you find this. Your quest will be far harder without it. If the miracles were sacrificed on your part, do not deny it. Hours pass and the dragon finally lands at your chosen destination. But as he does so, he gives a terrible cough and chokes on his own blood as he staggered away, horrified at his convulsions. The dragon has broken the oath by giving you aid, and as a result, he is dying. This <gasps> event will be sensed far away and won to your nemesis score. Stars. So, we didn't lose any honour, but we did kill a dragon. No! We didn't, so which no, we didn't, we didn't kill the dragon. The dragon died. He made his choice. The dragon just just died by accident. He shouldn't have offered. Sorry. He shouldn't have offered. He, he knew the risks. <laughs> well, the dragons are banging on the door. Climb out of the window. Ten, three, five, six. I want to check something. Yeah. Okay, so we did the other one, then we would gain one honor point for saying no thanks, Mr. Dragon. But also, we got some important information. So, do you want to go to the sword, the armor, or the shield? I feel like the shield, shield is probably... Because that's going to be a mirror shield, isn't it? I feel like... It well, we can attach um, the mirror no. to the shield. It said that the um, the Lawmaster will take us to the magic mirror within the dream time, so I think we'll actually come to that at a different point. Ooh, okay. Uh, either shield it's or a armor. really, really good yeah. shield. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, shield, Aaron. Uh, shield? Shield. All right. Shield. The dragon, has not, the dragon has not taken us all the way, but has taken most of the distance, so that was nice. Uh, another weary day is done as you head into the high foothills that border the mountains. Adds two to your time track. Beep boop. Uh, if you have a nemesis score of five or higher, then turn to one page, otherwise turn to 239. Can you hear that? Something, mm. yeah. Sounds like drilling. Was that drilling? That's drilling, isn't it? Oh, this is what you mentioned the other day. Yeah, so I mentioned it was this on the, Twitter. Okay, what it is, is you know those 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 toys you get, like the, the stunt bike things where you rev them up and set them off? It's one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It isn't, though, because I heard somebody hammering as well. Well, they were, they were riding Unless the bike into the wall. Possibly, or maybe they've just trying to like hammer together a cool course for their stunt bike, or something. like a sick ramp. Yeah, off the back um, of the anyway, sofa. Basically, <laughs> basically, I heard that drilling um, at about midnight a while ago, mm-hmm. like trying to get to sleep. I just heard somebody drilling into the top of our of our flat. It felt like it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I swear to God. Don't 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 drill. Don't use power tools at midnight, please, people. <laughs> that that's hammering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah some sort of Victorian dentist, yeah. dental convention. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Which which obviously would then join the roster as some sort of seventies uh, rock band that have gotten back together for for the gig. Victorian dental uh, convention. Mm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, hmm? that's a bit. A bit more Rick Wakeman than I'd like, but I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I think that'll appeal more to the fans than than perhaps Dark Flint, but it might <laughs> it might it might bring a, a few extra people through and might might calm things down. It's for the dads. We'll bring the older crowd. Yeah, but as, yeah, for the Yoda crowd, older. <laughs> <laughs> Victorian Dental Convention, my favorite band. Are. <laughs> 
It's not bad, actually. <laughs> More greatly refreshed by your sleep this bitterly cold night, you continue your journey next morning, and at midday, you find yourself on top of a rocky outcrop. Looking down to a frost giant herding some goats in the shallow valley... In a shadow valley... Shallow. Looking down at the frost giant herding some goats in the shallow valley below, the fur giant clad... Fur-clad giant stands some six metres tall, and a stone axe may be crude, that's probably bigger than you are. He's sitting with his back to you, eating one of the goats, so you can probably surprise him with a sneak rear attack if you want to. We can try walking, try talking with him, or we can ignore him and sneak past and eastwards. Talk him. Talk to him. Yeah, talk to the giant. If only we could talk to the frost giants. I All talk right. to the frost giants and they listen to me. <laughs> this is... This is really distracting. I'm sorry, everybody. The frost giant leaps to his feet as you approach and holds his axe threateningly above his head. But something tells you he's just very, rather wary of you, and this gesture is just bluster. I'm looking for the chieftain of your people, you say, with all the authority you can muster. Oh, really? He replies. Or had the great Jarl want to see you, shorty? You both bluster for a while, but what it comes down to in the end is that this frost giant will take you to the great Jarl's camp if you give him an appropriate gift. You have to give the frost giant four. <laughs> all right. Alright. An appropriate gift. Appropriate gift. <laughs> okay. Oh, an appropriate gift. Sorry, I was thinking like, it's like an inappropriate gift, like one of those pens we turn upside down, the ladies' clothes come off. That'd <laughs> be ace. Just a bra. I Even should bra. attach this to my club. <laughs> <laughs> so you can either give him some money, a bottle of fire water, or a flask of liqueur. Uh if you don't have any of these, then matters are gonna be much more difficult for us. So we can either give him some of our infinite money. Or we right. can just not and give him something else. Or just probably fight him, I guess. Here, mate, do you like walrus oil? Of course you do. <laughs> Get your gums around that. Get it down, yeah. Yeah, uh, infinite money then, I think. Infinite money, some, yeah, let's spend money some cheap. of our infinite money. We the might need that walrus oil. A good pace. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. The frost giant matches off at a good pace. It's clear he enjoys watching you have to half walk and half run in order to keep up with him. He's soon joined by another frost giant, and shortly before the end of the day, you find yourself in the encampment of the Great Jarl and about a hundred other frost giants. Pitched tents, massive wooden cabins, flocks of livestock, and hungry-looking snow wolves abound. You're beginning to wonder what you've walked into. You are hauled in front of the huge cabin of the Great Jarl himself. Add two to your time track. So that brings us up to 25. Jeez. Okay. He's a monstrous frost giant with scarred arms and a missing left eye. He bristles with body hair which looks like fur and is heavily tattooed into the bargain. Around the throne-like chair on which he sits is a collection of his prized treasures and trophies, the stuffed heads of huge animals and monsters, a pair of steel-tipped lances, a giant crossbow some two metres long, and a shield. It's unmistakable, white lacquered with a a blue chevron and a small black dragon detail in the top left-hand corner. This is what you've come for, but how are you going to get it? Of course you start to speak with flattering comments about the great Jarl's majesty and might, but the wary old giant looks at you with his one good eye, an expression on his face which gives nothing away. You must either you must choose one of two strategies with him. Either you can suggest one, some kind of trial or challenge to obtain the shield, if you want so badly, or you can try some kind of trade or bargaining approach. Trade. The ivory bear? Oh god, he wants that bear, please. Who wouldn't want the ivory bear? Honestly, it catches everyone's eyes. Honestly, it's caught mine. All right. Saucy. You haggle and bargain for the shield, saying it will help you in a quest against a great evil which will otherwise destroy the land. That doesn't impress the great Yar at all. All he wants to know is what you're going to give him for the shield. After much prolonged haggling, in which he has an advantage since you have to be deferential to him, you must offer him the following. Ten gold pieces, one magical item, and two bottles of fire water. If you're prepared to give up all these items for the shield, you must have them all. If you do, 
you know how many degrees proof the firewater is, multiply them by three and turn the paragraph with the same number. If you don't have all these items to give, or if you aren't prepared to give them up, the Great Yarl won't give you the shield. Crap, we don't have firewater, do we? No, we've no. not got it. Poo. So we can either uh-huh. issue a challenge, or we can leave the camp and try to think up some other plan for getting the shield. Challenge. 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 I think he responds to action. To be challenged. Yeah. They, yeah. they respond to action, the not great... words. Exactly. The Great Yarl gets your drift very quickly. His eye gleams with mischief and he leans forward to scrutinise you closely. Well, Runt, I am a giant of honour. Is that not so? He says as he turns to his followers. They all murmur in agreement. It amuses me that you seek a challenge to take the shield we have had for so many decades. Not many short folk would dare. You are brave, stupid, but brave, so I shall accept. He rises to his feet, yawns and stretches, then lazily picks up his enormous double-handed stone axe. The great yard is probably seven metres tall, and, quite honestly, he looks as if he could have you for breakfast. Fighting would be the toughest fight you have ever had in your life. Unfortunately, you don't have to fight him. His cabin door swings open, and a sullen champion strides in. He is introduced as Baghard, and while he looks about as smart as a rock, he makes his father look like a pygmy. He has muscles and places you wouldn't have thought possible, and he pauses oh. in his habitual drooling to lick his lips at the thought of fighting you. Are you going to take up the challenge, or are you going to back down? Take up the challenge. Naturally. Challenge. 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 Bonjour le challenge. Ça va? The frost giants form a circle around you. Backhead's doting giantess wife oils his skin while he dons his heavy battle furs and readies his great axe. The giants begin to chant their hero's names as you score up against each other. You must call on all your ability if you are to ha- have any hope of success here. Um. Alright. Of course, you may have a special trick to help you out. You must have a bottle of firewater left for this trick, of course. We don't. Piss. So, let's just, let's just fight Baggard. Bring it. Right, Baggard's got a skill of 10. We've got a skill of 11. We. Ooh. We rolled seven, which gives us a skill of eighteen. Backhead rolled eight. <gasps> no, six, which gives him a skill of sixteen, which means that we push him over and laugh. Wow! Kick him with our <laughs> spiky boots. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. If you reduce Bagger's sound to two points or less, he surrenders and you are victorious. The great yell spits at your feet, lifts up the shield, and hurls it at you while his son snivels over the wounds you've inflicted on him. Did we just kill a seven-meter-tall man? Oh, we didn't kill him. We just pushed him over. Like He's seven metres tall. That's very tall. Did we, like, but just judo throw him or something? Like, just get around and just poke him in the ankle? A little bit, yeah. Okay. He I'll take it. A win's a win. Lats. Yeah. <laughs> a win's a win. <laughs> the shield will add one to your attack strength in all combats and has other magical qualities, which you will not learn of until the right circumstances arrives. Suffice it to say that it may well save your life in the Night Dragon's Lair. On the back of the shield, 70 iron rivets have been sunk to hold the front part snug into the back of the shield. The number of rivets is the shield number, so make a note of this. I'm writing it here now. Shield 70. Nice. Alright, if you're ready to face the night dragon now, you know the number of the paragraph to turn to. Okay. Um... I don't think we're ready. No. If you still seek either armor or sword, turn to page two nineteen. Okay, so I'm wondering. Do you want to take a quick break quickly? Yeah, can do. Because we're about, I think we're about halfway through this uh, episode. Cool. This might be. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> um, and I need to go refill my tea. Paddy, go watch the Scalebound trailer. For fuck's sake. I, I might. Actually, I might actually. Yes, do, do that. that. Okay, yeah. and do it. Right. break. break. 
And welcome back from the break. <laughs> you decided to get as much distance between yourself and the Frost Giants as possible, in case they turn hostile. You marched long and hard right through the night and into the following day. Add two to your time track. Beep. Boop. Bop. The next day, you have a choice of routes to follow. If you wish to make it for the town of Ismata, not having been there before, turn to 322. If you're heading westward for the Swords, turn to page 2. If you wish to strike out northeast for the armour, turn to 17. Um, armour. Sword or armour? Armour? Armour. Yeah, armour. Yeah. Armour. Alright. The march away from the mountains of the giants lies downhill, so it's not too wearing on your legs. Add two to your time track. You, you think fondly of the magic armour you seek. Managing to evade a hungry biz grizzly bear last night made you realise you could certainly do with the protection of fine armour. You set off on a clear morning. Turn to 2.17. And then he said bizly grey. It's not a thing. <laughs> well, he saw the jewel ivory are... bear we had and he knew that we were friend of the bears, so he left us alone. <laughs> bizly grey is another one to, to add to the, uh, the, um, the festival. <laughs> Don't I you do a survival show might... on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the rest of the day is spent marching through the rocky hills before you find a safe place to sleep. Next morning, you soon find a southwestern turning from your path clearly signposted to Carnex. If you want to make it for Carnex, I haven't been there before, we can do that, or we can carry on going northwestwards. Hmm. Carnex is one hell of a name. <laughs> It is. Mm. It's it's another one of those things that that just sounds like it's going to be something that's pushed on QVC. Mm. Do you like cars? Have you got a neck? Try Carnex from JML. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's I'm go to Carnex. To break like, it sounds things. like it could be a place or a, or a person. It sounds like a place that would make armor or swords and stuff. Carnex forged. Maybe. Yeah. Alright, what you find here is surprising and grim. The town is walled with guards prowling the battlements, keeping their crossbows levelled at any who approach. You advance slowly, making for the single closed gate on the east side of town. It opens as you approach, and I you a glimpse inside of a prosperous-looking settlement inside the walls. Two guards draw swords as you walk towards them. They look uncertain, one of them challenges you, demanding to know your name and your purpose in coming here. Will you try to bribe the guards, attack the guards and fight your way in, try to bluff your way through, or back off and look for an alternative way into Carnex? Bribes. Bribes. Bribes? Yeah. Bribes. Bribing the guards. Boop. Only with like five gold though, because you know we don't wanna we don't wanna spend too much of our infinite money. The guards look fearfully at each other as he shows some gold to them. One looks over his shoulder and mutters, None of them grey robes about. Alright then, cost you four gold. You must pay the guards two gold pieces each to be allowed past. If you're ready to pay them, turn to three three three, or do something else. No, pay them. Well, the budget was five, so yeah, we can do that. Alright. Now you're inside Carnex. You sense the chronic fear and tension that dominate the place. Everything appears normal, but the faces of folks scurrying hither and thither are turned away from you, and small knots of grey-robed men stand nonchalantly at street corners, watching all who pass by. This is clearly a dangerous place, full of potential enemies. Also motorbikes. I'm sorry, everybody. Like, I don't know why this bike gang is terrorising the people in Carnex. They're, they're riding around the outside of the walls. Mm, like, like a wall of death, but just a city of death. This is some great foley. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. You can <laughs> explore the town openly, not losing much time, or you can keep your head down and be much more circumspect in your exploration. If you want to explore openly, turn to 103, or you can be more careful and turn to 125, but that adds two to our time track. Careful. So do we want to swagger? Or do we want to take do we? take our time? I don't know. I feel like I want to swagger. 
We busted through a window. We, we rode a dragon yesterday. Like, Yeah, we killed a dragon yesterday. We, no, oh, the yeah, dragon I... died near us. It's different. <laughs> I roll with your choice, my ginger friend. I kind of feel like we should swagger. Like, let's, yeah, let's just All put right. our jeweled bear on our shoulder and go for a walk. It's jeweled now. Yeah, it is now. All right. You've been pimping it out. You're certain that eyes are watching you as you stroll around in the town. Add one to your nemesis score, unless you're wearing grey robes, which we are not. Um, Actually, I'd like to add that the bear has always been jeweled. I wrote it down earlier. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, The town is broadly divided in half, with the bigger houses and those of merchants to the north, and houses of ordinary labourers and artisans to the south. You find a little food shop tucked away on the side street. You can get extra provisions here. The major features of Karnak appear to be the very large and spacious graveyards to the northeast, a group of three towers standing behind a curtain wall to the north, some fine gardens to the northwest, and a large brewery to the southwest. There are also two taverns on the south side of the town. Where will you go now? Taverns, great gardens, brewery, towers, graveyards. Hmm. Hmm. I like taverns. Taverns usually go well in fantasy settings. Like, usually find some stuff going on in a tavern uh, and the graveyards are just full of the dead so let's go to, mm. let's go, I think we should get drunk again <laughs> yeah but then in that case is it tavern or brewery Ooh, ooh. let's go to the brewery <laughs> look I'm on this is episode 64 now I feel like I can, I can organise a piss up here hey <laughs> <laughs> The brewery surprises you when you reconnoitre it. It looks like any ordinary brewery, except that many of the grey-robed men you have noticed spying around in Karnex are wandering in and out of it. It may all be more than the production of ale is going on within the place. You wait until most of the robed men have disappeared from view, then you walk through the open gate into the backyard of the brewery. A single grey-robed guard stands at the back door of the building. We can attack him, or we can bluff our way past. Um... I don't know, like, yeah, I don't think bluff's gonna work, because we're not wearing any grey robes, are we? So let's... Yeah, let's fight him. Alright. Swagger. Fortunately for you, the outside guard is a mute. <laughs> Alright, sure. The outside guard is a mute, unable to crack for help when you attack. However, as this ability is compensated for by his great strength, then you'll not be an easy opponent to overcome as he has short sword arcs through the air at you. I feel good, let's kill a disabled person. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing guard as well. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we rolled 9, and that to our skill of 11 gives us 20. He's got a skill of 9, and he rolled 10, which means that He's dead. Bye! <laughs> he can't say bye back. <laughs> no. What should we do with Barry? We... Stick him on the door. <laughs> Isn't that the worst place for him to be? Nah. Don't really matter. Barry, if you don't want a guard, say something. Yeah, get him on the door. I feel like, in this case, like Barry should be the guy where like the two doors open and this guy with a really, really big hammer wearing the big armor walks forward and he just grunts at you and they go, oh shit, it's Barry. <laughs> Instead of being like the guy who's supposed to shout, sound the alarm and shout and go, oh no, it's a big bastard. Barry Big Bastard. Barry Big Bastard, that's what they call him. Pushing open the door to the brewery, a strong smell of hops and malt comes to the barrel-filled room you enter. There is a door to your right, one to your left and one in front of you. Which will you open? CJ, this is yours. The left. Left. Alright. You open the door very slightly. Inside you see two grey-robed men at work over great vats of steaming liquid with a black-robed man supervising them. He soon leaves, setting off down a spiral staircase at the far side of the room, leaving the grey men to their labour. One of them breaks off chunks of a biscuity substance and crumbles into the vats, while the other grins. You catch fragments of the conversation. 
That'll do it. The High Priest says this drug is perfect. He'll be slave soon. Slave armies needed to move something. In the towers, I shouldn't be surprised. You don't know what they're talking about, but you make a note not to eat any biscuits you may find, and to stay well clear of the beer. <laughs> now, oh. do you want to enter this room and attack the men? Enter this room and try to bluff your way through? Try the door opposite you, or try the door opposite you if you haven't done that one before? Okay. So, yeah. Oh, water, Either, water everywhere, not enough room. to drink. <laughs> do not do not touch the biscuits. This is very much anti like antithetical to the to the Toku podcast, I suppose. <laughs> as long as, as, as a British person, not touching the biscuits is difficult. Like, mm. I mean, I feel the author was writing to an audience here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what was our options again? I, I got distracted by the biscuits. How hard this is. Enter and attack the men, enter and bluff your way through, or try the two other doors uh, behind us. Um, murder has worked well. Your for motorbike us. A few time. Yeah, murder's worked well. Yeah. Murder. Jesus Christ. The two guards are standing with their backs to you somewhere across the large room. If you have a longbow or a crossbow, you can. T- you can shoot them. We have one of those. We bought one of those. We do. Okay, so test our skill. I rolled nine. Last skill is eleven. One of them's just been shot with a big arrow. Um, in fact, it was such a nice. big arrow they both got shot with it at the same time. Fuck it, oh. I don't know. What a shot! I know, right? If you win, you'd send the spiral staircase in order to get closer to the mystery of what lies below the brewery. Turn to three forty-seven. Illegal gambling. It's a legal gambling ring. I'm telling you. It has to be sure. Fight club. Fight club. That's why they're not talking about. You send the spiral staircase. <laughs> you stand the spiral staircase and walk as quietly as you can along the winding stone passageway beneath it. You must have travelled a hundred metres before you observe a slightly open door ahead of you. Seeing and hearing no one, you open the portal and advance into the chamber beyond. However, you almost wish you hadn't when you look around. Dark bloodstains splatter the walls here, and in the corners of the room stand stone statues of a ghastly dragon-like figure. The statues of the skeletal dragon radiate malice and hatred, and you realise that you have stumbled on some terrible den of evil here. There is a single door, other than the one you have entered by, but you haven't time to check it closely. A secret door to your right flies open, and two men rush out at you. Fortunately, your alert sensors allow you to get to the doorway so you can fight these enemies one at a time. The first is a grey-robed assassin carrying a curved dagger, which is poisoned. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Just... He's dead. Nice. <laughs> Good at murder. <laughs> wow. That was like half the page is just talking about the intricacies of the the poison mechanic in this if he stabs us with his no he's dead he's dead fuck it and so is his friend too okay so we can either explore behind the secret door your enemy has entered by or open the other door in the room or we can decide it's time to leave Carnex. open the other door this way the other door Mm. let's go to the other door there's nothing in that other room but just like a closet for the monsters to jump out of let's go to the other door that's yeah, that's how it works. A short flight of stone steps lies beyond, beyond the door. Descending them, you come to a single narrow passage which you judge leads northwards. The passage is deserted and eerily silent, but it is lit by torches burning and crackling and wall sconces every ten metres or so. Sounds legit. At the end of the passage... <laughs> yeah, sure. Who lit all these uh, torches? Makes you think. At the end of the passage is another flight of steps, this time leading upwards to a trap door. You have a very strong intuition of evil lurking behind this door. We can either press onwards, lift the trapdoor on turn 57, or we can leave Carnex entirely. Trapdoor. Trapdoor, definitely. Won't you open that trapdoor? Trapdoor! I mean, this is the thing. It, this, we're actually the monster at the end of the book. We're going to open that. It's going to be... Look? 
Uh, Burke, that was that was the guy's name. Yeah, the blue. He's going to be there, blue and blue. we're going to be, yeah, and we're going to be the scary monster that's come out of the trapdoor. Yeah, yeah. And that's the twist ending. <laughs> With an effort, you push open a manhole cover. <laughs> you push open a manhole cover to find yourself in a large semicircular storeroom. You guess you must have emerged inside a tower. The store has nothing of use to you, just wooden planks, empty sacks, simple tools and the like. A swift search reveals a secret door as the only exit from this room, so you open it to see what lies beyond. You stand at the foot of the central tower, a single set of stairs leads upwards. A door stands ajar to one side of you, and can see a scribe at his desk scribbling furiously on some papers, arguing with a pair of burly armoured guards. You don't want to waste time with underlings, so you race up the stairs. The next floor up is entirely different. The stairs enter at once into a high ceilinged chamber packed with benches, tables, desks, bookcases, strange moving models of the heavens hanging from the ceiling, wall charts, skeletons of animals, and much other clutter. They could have said clutter a lot earlier in that because that was a lot of <laughs> junk they just described. There is a single set of stairs opposite you, but in the middle of the room is a black robed man who turns to face you as you enter. You have disturbed his work, and his face is furious as he shouts at you. Then his eyes widen, and you realise he knows that you're an intruder. The black-robed man swiftly waves his hands, casting a spell. Test your skill. We rolled five, which is good enough. If you're successful, you strike the wizard and disrupt his spell. I'm assuming that, like, instead of hitting him with a, with a sword, we just go, Stop that! <laughs> just bitch slap him. No. Yeah. Roll up a newspaper Get and smack to... him on the nose. Stop it. <laughs> Get it together. Hit him with the, the ivory black bear. <laughs> Finally. The snarling black robed spellcaster draws a poisoned knife to defend himself. The venom is very toxic. Uh, so whatever. Skill of nine. He rolled five, gives him skill of fifteen. We rolled eleven. I rolled eleven again. Skirt twenty two. We hit him so hard he explodes. <gasps> if you win, you're still in danger. The door atop the stairs ahead of you opens, and a black robed figure peers around the door towards you. Then he slams the door shut again. You must move swiftly now. So we can leave the town, or we can ascend the stairs to get at the man you've just seen. Stairs. So, get the right. man. Uh, get him. Uh, turn to pop. Boy, man. Start the start the cool chase that... music. Dun, 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 dun. All right, you rush up the stairs and throw open the door to the highest chamber of the tower. Across the room stands a snarling high priest, shrouded in a black miasma of magical energy. One hand holds a scimitar glowing with brilliant, crackling blue light. The other holds a short, slim wooden wand which glows fiery and bright. All right, settle down. Don't need to write sorry in the book on iambic pentameter. You have no time to take in the hideous decoration of the room with its mummified bodies, skeletal figures, vast statues of dragons and other similar horrors. You're fighting for your life. In each of the first four attack rounds, the high priest will discharge his crackling magic wand at you. Blah blah blah. He's got a skill of eleven. I like how it just said that you don't have time to notice all the things that I'm now going to describe. All this magical stuff. <laughs> Look how cool all this junk is. Okay, so he rolled seven, giving giving him a skill of eighteen, and we rolled eight, giving us a skill of nineteen. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not good enough for the high priest. He is now dead. Wow. If you win, your nemesis score is reduced by two points. For you have slain the high priest himself, and his cult will be too disorganized to pursue or harass you. All right. Bury him in infinite money. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're down to a nemesis of one. Uh, add one to your time track. We're up to a time of 32. All right. So we can either leave Carnex immediately, or we can explore the Chamber of Treasure, if only briefly, and by that I mean loot it. Yeah, I mean, yeah let's quickly look, because I, I feel look. like there'd be more stuff here. There should be. You grab a handful of items, avoiding the evil wand and scimitar the high priest used. 
you may take a potion of stamina. When drunk, it will restore lost stamina points equal to half your initial stamina. You can also take a book labelled Tomb of the Re Tome of the Reaches. While most of it is gobbledygook to you, there are three sections on runes which look important. Make a note of these. A chapter on... Oh, shit. A chapter on ward runes starts on page 44 of the book. A chapter on riddling starts on page 191. A section on dragon runes starts on page 229. Yeah. Okay. Um... But is is it like like the answer book? Um, There's a chapter on riddles. Sources. Is it like one of those puzzle books that old people buy? A little bit, yes. All right, I'm gonna just make a note. Tome uh, three fifteen. So there may be points in the book where it says, "Check that book you have. You should have remember. You should have written down all the pages that are important here." <laughs> I expect. Oi. I like that part of the end of fighting fantasy books where it tells you to count of all the numbers of the things you have and you're you're wrong. Yeah. Uh finally snatch a handful of papers from the desk and glance at them briefly. The important notes give you pause for thought. The bone furnace is the essential thing for toughening the ancient. The chill shadows increase his magical powers. The blazing crusher makes him strong. All are now in place and his awakening cannot be stopped. You don't waste time reading the, pe the peens of praise to the night dragon and the insane evil that the high priest has scribbled down. You've got to get out of here. So, if you have winged boots, you can glide down from the top of the tower, or we've got to run for our life and hope you'll be able to elude pursuers. Test your luck. We have spiked boots. Could we not stomp our way down the side like Spider-Man? Uh, regrettably, no. <sighs> Shame. Okay, so I rolled nine. Our luck is ten. We were lucky this time, Ooh. but also, I'll tell you now, if you weren't lucky then, that would I'm pretty sure it would be an instant death. Mm. Alright, so, turn to page 75. Okay. After exploits in the town of Carnex, it will not be safe for you to return. Too many people will have seen you, and the guards will be ready for you should you come back. Alright, do you have the Tome of the Reaches? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Add these numbers together to get a three-figure number. Multiply the last two digits by the first one and turn to that paragraph. Okay, so what? Um, <laughs> sure. All right. It says if you get the number five fifteen, then you turn to paragraph seventy five. So the numbers are uh, forty four, one nine one, and two two nine. Right. So we add them all together. Uh, nine one nine one. Again, I apologise about all the noise outside, but it, I literally can't do anything about it, so... It's fine, it's ambiance. We're setting yeah. the scene. Ambiance. So, okay, I make it... four. Wait. Yeah. No, it's... 44 plus 191 yeah. plus 229. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, multiply the last two digits by the first one. So, 64 times 4. What does that give us? Uh, 256? 256. I think so. Yeah. Think about memory card. 64 gig, 128. Yeah, 256, yeah. You're good at your 64 times tables. Thanks. I used to work in a camera shop. I had to know them. Hmm. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> if you've already fought, met the lawmaster, it is time to face the night dragon. You know which paragraph to turn to. Otherwise, you're starting to find a large, purring, golden ginger cat sitting at your feet. And even more subtle when it starts to talk to you. Killed the high priest, hmm? Not a bad start at all. You could go far, you know. Oh, stop gawking at me. It's time you got some real help on this quest. Come on, time grows short and the ancient grows stronger every day. Let's be off. The world grows opaque and hazy around you as you feel yourself slipping away to somewhere entirely unknown. 
Dun dun dun. Page two six six. You rise from your knees, groggy and giggy, giggy, groggy and giddy from giggy. the effects of the powerful magic which has brought you here. Jesus. Getting giggy with it. Your your feline companion is sitting at the other side of a large study, reading a small leather-bound tome. Seated behind a grand mahogany desk and looking at you quizzically is a slim, tall young man with a well-groomed black beard and piercing, steely blue eyes. He puts down a heavy crystal ball and looks over you appraisingly. So this is the hero come to save Valencia, he says dryly. You better come with me. This way. You already have time to take in the clutter of books, charts, glowing magic, and Sheila knows what else before your host has taken you by the hand and guided you through a door to a dining room. The man introduces himself as the Lawmaster, and he dismisses any questions you may have by playing with food and sparkling spring water while he tells you why you've been brought here. The refreshment has a wonderful effect on you. Restore your stamina and luck to their initial values. All right. Nice. That's actually really good. Mm. That's actually really good. Damn it, I'll take that. I don't trust him. Um... He's the law master. Obey his uh, law. You are, <laughs> you are only too ready to listen to the blue-robed savants tell you how you may be able to help you. Turn to 393. It told us that the person we least expected would be the bad person, right? Yeah, but also it said that the law master can apparently give us like cool tips and tricks. Sorry, I'm just playing with a tea bag right now. It's despicable. It's, I've been in there for too long. The law master is the action replay card of fighting fantasy. He, he might well be, yes. <laughs> nice. There's little I can add to what the Dragon Conclave has already told you. However, I have studied all I could concerning the Night Dragon, and I have observed his awakening from the dream time. Indeed, I am a guardian of that time. If you like, my magic has shown his emergence from his own phantasms and shadows. And my magic will no longer suffice to hold him not after these long centuries. For a moment, the man looks old and weary. He may appear young, but in reality he is older than any mortal ever to have walked Titan's many lands. I know that within the strange hidden illusions of dream time, there are many magics which you could call upon to assist you, because I never sleep or dream. I am a guardian, and guardians do not rest. I do not know where the magic lies, nor do I know all the nightmare guardians which the night dragon has invented in his own dreams. He cannot banish the magic you might take, since that is born of the dreams and aspirations of heroes, but he can place terrors to bar your path to them. And I must warn you that dream time does not function as normal time does. Should you enter it and go seeking help therein, you may succeed in the blink of an eyelid in time, or you may be dreaming for hours. Do not enter the dream time lightly. If, after hearing this, you decide that you'd rather resume your quest at once, turn to 281. If you wish to seek whatever help you may in the dream time, turn to page 6. Now, I remember the dragon told us that it was actually very important that we go into the dream mm. time. Let's do this. Do you remember this as well? I want to do it anyway, regardless of dragons. Yeah. Right. Dream time can only oh end well. Take that, dragon. Okay, okay. So you confess that you need all the help you can get in your great quest, and the Lawmaster nods, perhaps a little sadly. So many dangers for a mortal to face. No one, perhaps, has ever faced such a challenge since the God's War itself. Beware, a projection of the Night Dragon itself may wander in the Dreamtime and threaten you. Don't be too greedy in taking the magic there. Well then, let us make preparation. He ushers you into a sumptuously decorated lounge with a huge, wonderfully, red wonderfully comfortable couch, which you sink down on very readily. The Lawmaster fills a golden goblet with silvery sparkling liquid from a silver decanter, and bids you drink it. Drink, sleep, and dream, my brave friend, he says softly. Greet the dreams and destroy the nightmares. You drink and you fall asleep very swiftly. Soon your senses feel fully alive and alert. You're astonished to find that your body seems to be only semi-substantial, glowing with a silvery hue. As you look down, you see that you're floating above your physical body, which lies peacefully on the couch. In your present state, you possess all of your armour, weapons, and equipment, and these can all be used normally. 
Likewise, any items you take from Dreamtime will become real when you awaken, and you may add them to your adventure sheet. If you are killed during your wanderings in Dreamtime, you'll not die, but you'll wake up instantly. But you will instantly return to your physical body and wake up. So, turn to page 20. These are some good drugs. Yeah. Christ. You stand in a misty past chamber with six different passageways leading from it. Within the dream time, you should always select a passageway of a colour you have not previously explored, save for the red and silver passages, which you can explore at any time. Sure. Everything here seems part illusion, part real. Strangely substantial and intangible at the same time, but you soon get used to this. Each of the passages is tinted with a particular hue. The blue one also has reflective qualities, which are rather unnerving for some reason you aren't sure of. Each time you return to the chamber, you must roll one dice to track one from the number rolled. Add this total to your time track. When you wish to end your adventures in Dreamtime by waking, turn to page 31. Now which of the passageways will you follow? Blue passage, green passage, white passage, yellow passage, grey passage, black passage, or silver passage? Let's have those six passageways leading away from it. Oh! Wow. Okay. We're going to be here for a while, aren't we? Not. I'm going to go to the dream time myself if you know what I mean. We. Okay, well the blue one is unnerving and we are like we are we are being prime, you know, hero right here. So let's go straight in there like brave men. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The blue passage pulsates with light as you glide along it. You feel as if you're walking on air and suddenly a door appears in the passageway before you. You open it to find yourself staring into a great maze of mirrors. A strong tall figure steps out before you. It is a reflection of yourself. The warrior bears down upon you with weapon drawn. You must fight yourself. The opponent has the same skill and stamina scores as you do, but you have some advantages. Your mirror image enemy has no magical items and he has no luck points. Okay. Um, right, so how do you do the, the... We can either roll some dice or we can defeat it with the power of jokes. So, <laughs> what's your greatest weakness? Jokes. Jokes. Okay, we need to... In that case, we need to crack a joke, and then maybe that will destroy the mirror image of ourselves. Can you think of any good ones? No, but we have Google. Are you looking up good jokes? No, right. I just punched what the terrible call, jokes. Right, what do you All call right. Right. an alligator in a vest? I don't know, Paddy. What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator! Oh, you told yeah, me that's terrible. Sweet. Dragon is dead. <laughs> that is the second time I've got you set that joke in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, this joke's this joke's terrible. I thought these were, were all going to be kind of quite uh, cracker-like and childlike jokes. You know, like uh, oh, what kind of dinosaur has the biggest vocabulary? A theosaurus. But about six down, there's one that says, "What's the difference between a chickpea and a potato? You wouldn't pay to have potato on you." Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh, it's a cracker! Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Dear Lord! This wow. this would slay a dragon. What did Barack say to Michelle when he got down on one knee? I know what did Barack say to Michelle when he got down on one knee. I don't want to be. <laughs> Whoa! That's, that's so shit. <laughs> so the, the 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 demon is dead from those jokes. The mirrors Woo-hoo! before you are crackling with sparks of light, and a shadowy form is rising up from one of them. To either side of your passageway suddenly opens up from the phalanxes of mirrors. One red, one silver. Everything is a roar of confusion and unpredictability as a horrific four-armed, four-faced humanoid steps out of a mirror in front of you and advances on you. Will you fight down the mirror? Will you fight the mirror demon? Or flee down the red passage, or flee down the silver passage. Um, I feel like we need to fight the mirror demon. 
Yeah, it seems about right. I feel like I fought him before in a fighting fantasy book, and I, I, hmm. Yeah, go on then, fight him. Uh, I think we fight them without mirror. There might have been a mirror. Oh, that's a good point, actually. There might have been one in um, beneath Nightmare Castle. There might have been one in. uh, I think there's one in Death Trap Dungeon. Death Trap Dungeon, yeah, because you do go up to a big evil mirror, and then it makes your head go all weird. Alright, the True. mirror demon has one goal to drag you through a mirror into the demonic planes where you'll be lost forever. Combat with this monster is highly unusual. Alright. Each time the demon strikes you, it'll try to drag you into the demonic planes. If the demon tests its skill successfully, you'll be dragged towards the mirror. Okay. 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 It rolled 5. Gives it a skill of 15. We rolled... It fell off the iPad. Oh shit! Year-old seven gives a skill of eighteen. The mirror demon is dead. Yeah. We are on a roll. We didn't even have to crack a crap joke or offensive one that needs to be beat out. Sorry, Barack Obama. Sorry, Barack. The demon is gone, and the mirror emerged from is now shattered. But something has been left behind. Lying at the base of the broken mirror's frame is a silver magic mirror with a hundred bloodstones winking at you from its filigree rim. Make a note of this number of gems as the mirror number. This magic num- mirror is a very, very valuable find. It can perform many functions. There are three charges of magic left inside it, and you may use a charge at any time except during combat for one of the following purposes. You may command the mirror either to show your reflections as a strong, powerful warrior, or to show you in the best of health. Finally, as long as the mirror has at least one charge left, you can command it to fire at an opponent in combat and explode in a vortex of flying glass and metal shards. You may do, do this during any attack round in addition to when your normal weapon blow. When the mirror has no charges left, it'll be useless, so you must keep a record of the charges you have used. Right, so that's really good. I think we needed that. Um, I'm going to write here mirror 100. Yep. Because combat's been tricky so far, so it's nice to have this back up. This is good. <laughs> Alright, so do you want to go down the white passage, red, silver, or yellow passages? Yellow. Why not? Yellow. Why not? Like the cowards we are. <laughs> like my favourite colour. For cowards, we sure are doing very well at killing things. Yeah. You feel yourself flying along the passageway, and soon you're soaring above pale clouds, gleaming in the sun far away from any passage. A cloud island lies ahead of you, so you ascend to it and land in a perfumed garden. Drinking the pure spring water here, listening to the faint drone of insects, breathing in the heady fragrances of flowers and herbs, you don't see the harlequin until he sits down on a mossy rock and grins playfully at you. He is dressed in an extraordinarily odd fashion, in quartered yellow and lilac pantaloons and jerkin, and the strange young man is fiddling with the shoelaces of a very fine pair of heavy grey calfskin boots he is wearing. I think these are what you want if you enjoy flying, he says as a tiny pair of wings sprout from the heels of the yes. boots. But you must first answer my riddle. So yes. we do have the two term of the reaches. We do. And that had a chapter in it about riddles. Let me check what page it was on. Uh, 191. The Harlequin tests you with puns, conundrums, and puzzles galore, but you're equal to the task. Oddly enough, he doesn't seem to care that you're using a book to counter his word games. Oh, so we just don't have to do them at all. We're literally just reading them out of the book. That's cheating. Yeah. That is, we are Googling in a pub quiz. We just... <laughs> I kind of want to know what those puzzles might be. Because they're probably really easy. <laughs> the Harlequins are jesting and riddling is too difficult to view. You are a warrior, not an expert on the obscure and trivial. Oh, okay, so we just stab him then. We can just draw a sword in the Harlequin and kill him to death. <laughs> That's rude. Okay. 
I suppose you're a win. Never liked these boots anyway. He says as he takes off his shoes and throws them to you. You now own the Harlequin's winged boots. To, to be more accurate, they are gliding boots allowing you to descend safely through the air in a gentle glide. The Harlequin snaps his fingers and dismisses you. The cloud castle vanishes in yellow haze, and you're back where you started on page 20. Um, we've gone through the blue and yellow. We can either go through green, white, grey, black, or silver. Wasn't there a red white somewhere? White. White. White's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Thank you, thank you. You stride along what looks like a long dark tunnel. A point of white light at the end grows larger and larger as you feel yourself being drawn towards it. You feel almost weightless and distinctly disorientated, and you must subtract one from your attack strength until you enter a different coloured passageway. You wake to take something of this warm, wonderful light with you. The airy immense chamber you are now in seems welcoming and comforting indeed. You are hardly surprised at all when you see the ghostly shapes of friends and members of your family emerging from the paler glow at the corners of the room, but then the scene changes. People's faces are snarling and filled with hatred for you, and they rush at you with arms outstretched, straight you break you with taloned hands, eager to tear you limb from limb. You can say and fight them if you wish, or you can feed towards a ruby coloured glow you now see faintly in the distance. Ooh, that glow. They yeah, they want so, our bear. Let's get to the glow. <laughs> I knew since the day I met you've been eyeing up that bear. You got that mm. bear two weeks ago. My eye was caught by it. That's all I can think so- about. <laughs> You feel yourself being sucked along the pulsating length of the endless red passage until you find yourself back in the chamber you first arrived in. Oh. Boo. Okay. Alright. I feel we could get, end up getting stuck in the dream time for the rest of this adventure. I'm enjoying the dream, but I want to win. Green, yeah. Yeah, uh, black, grey or silver. Let's do green, green, and if this doesn't go well, then we'll just wake up. Alright. The green passage is damp and moss-coated. You walk over heavy peaty soil until you emerge into a, bow- into a bower where ferns, shrubs, and flowers grow in a riot of greenery. A riot? Alright. The base of the trunk of each of... Uh, the base of the trunk of each of two trees is a door, one red and one yellow. Both open and lead into a pasture of the same colour. An owl eyes you quizzically from a tree branch and hoots de- derisively. You see a huge trailing vine hanging from a tree canopy, so tall you cannot make out its upper reaches. At the top of the vine is a cluster of purple-striped green seed pods. In the distance, you can hear a booming sound which is getting louder, as if something extremely large is crashing through the woodland. Animals around here are growing skittish and fleeing into the distance. Will you run down the red passage, enter the yellow passage, climb the vine, or wait and see what happens? Vineage. Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's watch from the top. Okay. The ogre advance. The ogre advance. The ogre advances on you. Test your skill. There's an ogre here, apparently. Oh sweet. Uh, we rolled seven. That's skillful of us. Turn to page one three nine. I don't know about this book, guys. I don't know. You'll be on the reach of the angry ogre when he tries to switch you out of the vine. Now the huge brute hugs the base of the large vine and is trying to shake you out of it. Test your skill once more. We rolled nine again, but with different numbers. I wasn't cheating. The first one was four and five. This one was six and three. It's different. You rolled a four and a five again, you cheat! (laughs) You reach the top of the vine safely and take two of the seed pods. They are bulky things, heavily striped with 16 stripes along their melon-shaped mass. Alright, so seed 16 then, I guess. Uh, Do you want to slay the ogre or turn to page 255? Okay. Slay the ogre, or what's the alternative? Just hang around in the tree. It says if you haven't slain the ogre, then do something. Otherwise, do something else. 
Wait for some time until you hear the heavy footsteps of a frustrated and angry ogre receding into the distance. Add one to your time track, then you descend. You can now enter the red passage through the tree door or the yellow passage. We've already gone through the yellow one, so you have to go through. No, no, no. This, this is different. Never mind. Ignore me. Uh, let's still go red. Go red. Okay. You feel yourself being sucked along the pulsating length of the endless red passage until you find yourself back in chamber first. Drive and turn to page 20. Alright. Are we done here? Yeah, yeah this place is hard. Let, let's just go. We're, we're, we've been stuck here for half an hour. Kind of complicated. It's. I feel this is just the author trying to, like, they wish they were writing a video game. <laughs> Padding things out. We're in side yeah. quest town right now. Bas basically, yes. You may wish to wake up, but you cannot be certain of doing so. Roll one die. If you roll four or higher, you can awaken. If you roll one to three, you cannot wake up. Turn to 20. Okay. Uh, we rolled three. Oh, fuck. We rolled four. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. It's just, that's just busy work. Let's just like trying to arbitrarily increase the tra time track. Yeah. Stay in the dream. Oh. No! Well then, the Lawmaster says grimly, there is much for you to do yet. Do you have the magic shield, magic armor, and magic sword? Uh, if you still see at least one of them, turn to page 89. So we need to get one more, then we can face the big evil. Okay. The Lawmaster's cat addresses you. You could use some help looking for the magic you seek. I can take you where you want to go now. If you have two of the magical treasures yes, you've been seeking and feel that you can... No, we can't do that. Can't do that yet. We, uh, you decide to make for a magical treasure which you still seek. Sword, armor, shield. The Lawmaster gives you an amulet which you can use just once and transport you to a place two days march south of the Night Dragon's Mountain Lair. Make a note that you can do this by turning to page paragraph 289. The amulet can be acted at any time except during combat. So we now ask the cats to use the teleportation power to take you to the sword the, or the armor. Well, haven't we already got armor? So we we've can got, go sword this time. We've got the shield... We, we didn't get the armor, we were stuck in a stupid Did dream. Did we not get it? No. Ah. Yeah, that's supposed to be better, get it. We, don't have we set out to get armor, we should, finish, we, should finish our, we should finish what we started, let's get the armor. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You stand before a great snow-capped mountain beak. Some intuition tells you this is where the armor must lie. Perhaps the dragons cast some spell upon you to guide you to it? Who can say? The peak is huge and you begin to despair of searching all around for a way in. However, after some preliminary exploration, you find a statue which points the way. If you have a viewing lens, you can find this straight away. Otherwise, you must add one to your time track. Alright, so we, we have the lens. The statue is that of a stone dwarf, carved out of a blue stone that is clearly alien to these mountains. Following the direction his hand points to, you discover a small fissure in the rock, leading down into the darkness. Lighting your lantern, you, you descend and find yourself at a crossroads. Which tunnel would you, will you follow? The right hand, the left hand, or the tunnel straight ahead? Left. Um, Left. Yes, left. Why not? Why it's not? Good as any other. It's good as any other, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of this precisely carved passage, a simple wooden door opens into a great smithy whose flames and forge passed into history centuries ago. All is dark and silent here. Great anvils sound like sentinels. Ingots of iron and seal are, are stacked in piles. Tools long rusted hang in their racks as if awaiting their long lost users. The smithy is huge. We can make a detailed search this unpromising place. Otherwise, you can follow the tunnel opposite or go down the passage opposite the one you entered by. Okay, is there it. likely to be an armour... Is the, is the magic armour likely to be there if we can't just see it? Um, uh, Probably not. Yeah, there's nothing there. I just cheated. Let, we, uh, let's leave. Let's try the other ones then. Page 19 or page 47? Uh, 19. 19, why not? Then the stone door bearing dwarven runes you cannot comprehend sounds slightly ajar. The gleam from your lanterns just as a guard remain lie beyond. You can just make out tables, 
trestle benches, and what may be a wooden chest. All cover them thick dust and cobwebs. Um, we can enter, or we can take a different passageway. Enter. Forward mm. momentum. As you push the door open with your shoulder, the runes glow and boil into a flare of fire and smoke. You jump back, dealing pain as you survey your blistered skin, deduct up three points to your stamina. Where still, such the garden reveals nothing but dust and dirt. The chest contains dirty clothes, mostly rotted to rags, even in this dry place. The stone axes here are of no use to you, being long blunted in the design of a dwarven hands, not yours. You've wasted your time here. Backtrack and take the passage opposite. Alright, so page 47 then, in that case. Damn, that was rubbish. rubbish. That was just that was just padding for time. That Again. was Again. Just... Curse you all. <laughs> rags are really the secret armor, and it's like a it's a it's a, like a, a red herring. Like the rags are really the secret armor. Yeah, it turns out the secret armor was the friendship we made along the way. Hey, a moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper into the heart of the mountain, on your right, you find a spiral staircase leading down, and further along, there's a side passage also on your right. Directly, headstone steps lead downwards. Descend the spiral staircase, follow the side passage, or go down the steps ahead. Uh, staircase. Mm. Spirally one or the not spirally one? Spirally. Oh, spirally, always. Naturally. After descending for some 40 metres, the spiral staircase ends at a landing. A massive stone statue resembling a 3 metre high dwarf with a huge stone axe stands in front of the only door in this chamber. It extends a stone hand to you, as if expecting some kind of token or offering. If you have a dwarven coin, you know the number of the paragraph where you obtained it. No, we fucking don't! Jesus. You didn't tell us to write that down, that's a lie. Okay, in that case... Give me a second. Okay, if you do buy it, add it to your adventure sheet and record the number of this paragraph next to it. It did say that, but also... That's not the best way to have done your puzzle. <laughs> so it did say it, did we just forget? It did say, I just... I'm blaming the book for my own mis misfortunes and... Stupid book! Yeah, I'm projecting a little bit. Standing in front of the door beyond the statue, you should have the armour you seek before you go any further. If you have the armor, if you don't have the armor, turn to page two, three, two, and such on more in the other. Shit. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. You push open the door to an armory chamber and find a single item hanging on the bare stone wall in an otherwise featureless room. It's a shining suit of steel-linked chainmail armor. You can scarcely believe your good fortune finding so swiftly what you came to seek. But as you take it from the peg, <laughs> <on which> it... <laughs> so as you take it from the peg on which it hangs, you see that there's twelve rents in it. It's simply unusable as it is, and you're going to have to get it repaired. Jesus you're going to have the answer by somewhere in this dungeon where you found it. Alright, so... <sighs> we had the armour. Let's go down to... Right, so... 12. 12 times 5. 60. Page 60. Yep. Right. Beyond the door lies a hall which almost takes your breath away, such as it's... Such as it's such is its sheer size and the intricacy of its decoration. It must measure 100 metres on each side with a ceiling 50 metres high. Standing within the hall are rank upon rank of stone dwarfs, all staring at the far end of the hall, where three stone dwarf chieftains stand on a raised dais. On the walls hang flags and pennants, their colours long dulled by age, and racks of battle axes. A long mural etched in stone runs along the walls, showing dwarfs at war overcoming their hated enemies, giants and orcs and goblins. You can almost hear echoes of the war cries which must have resounded from these mighty walls, and as you look, the dwarfs begin to move. Slowly, painfully slowly, with the stiffness born of centuries of slumber, they turn and shuffle around to look at you. One of the chieftains ponderously stretches out an arm, and a voice so deep it seems to come from the core of the world itself booms. The hour has come. The hero has come to lift our curse. A ragged cheer rises from the hundreds of stone dwarves, who begin to throng around you. It seems that your quest must have many goals before you reach journey's end. Turn to one of 59. This is just Why busy are you work. making us fast? <laughs> Side quests, man. 
<laughs> give me the karma. Just give it to me. Right. He did not interrupt the chieftain as he explained the plight of his people. Their curse delivers beings of stone. A great worm appeared in their minds and turned them to stone with its terrible, petrifying gaze. The Norse believed the worm appeared because they disturbed an ancient evil sleeping far to the north when the mines spread far and wide below the dragon reaches. They also believe that you have come to slay the worm and lift their curse of ages. They see the torn armour you carry and they offer to repair this if you slay the worm. You have a horrible suspicion that what they call a worm is in reality a basilisk, which turns people to stone they meet its gaze. <laughs> but you have no choice. <laughs> That's not the same thing, even no, vaguely. I feel like I should have said worm with a Y, not just like a worm that crawls through the dirt and eats eats dirt and lives in dirt. I feel like our hero Wham. at this point has his just his face in his hands going for fuck's sake. The, our <laughs> hero and our podcast host as well. He's just going, Come on, I know it's yep. a basilisk. Come on. You have your sword and agree to say the monster. Again, the dwarfs cheer and they guide you through the great hall to a descending pit cage which leads down to the mines. The ancient mechanism which operates it begins to clank, and by some minor miracle, it lives you safely to the deep mines. Add one to your time track. Opening the barred iron door, you step onto wet, cold rock and breathe in dank air. Water drips everywhere in the gloom here, and the silence is as ominous as the darkness your lantern barely illuminates. You can follow a mine shaft leading one of four directions. Will you go north, south, east, or west? I've had a fifth option. Skip to the end. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's making us faff forever. I think this is this is the the second dream there's time. So, there's too much faff. Yeah. Every time we think we're there, um, it's like Skyrim. It's like, nah, do a hundred more quests. Like, <laughs> so we've had the we've had the dream time, and then it, it plunged us into the faff time. Yeah. You are outside the wretched mountain of the night dragon, soaring for your life when the top blows clean off the peak, and a massive pillar of fiery lava and black smoke pours up into the sky. You fall winded over a small rock and gasp desperately for air. As you turn around for one final look, a ginger cat appears beside you, licking its paws unconcernedly. Great firework display, it says. Good work. I think an awful lot of people, or no few dragons, owe you a very great favour for that. And when dragons owe favours, a wise man know their, knows their value. The outline of the cat shimmers slightly and begins to grow in size. It grows and grows and doesn't stop. By the time you have realised that the smoke and rock pouring from the mountain will certainly kill you, no matter how fast you run, the cat has changed its no. form into that of an enormous gold dragon. He picks you up in his front paws so gently it feels like <laughs> being tickled with a feather. Just don't ask me who I am, the gold dragon says sternly. Suffice to say that I did not have to worry about breaking any oaths, not when I was the one who invented them in the first place. Let us be gone. As the great majestic form of the mighty lord of dragons rises into the heavens, you fall into a weary sleep. But many hours later, you awaken. You'll be glad it was a dreamless slumber. The end, we beat it. We managed to get the good ending of the book, everybody. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. Wow, what a stroke of luck. Thanks, dragon. Was the, was the, was the ginger cat an emissary of yours, Pat? It, yeah, I, it, I, was the, I was the gold dragon all along. Oh, what a what a moral for Aww. all of us. We yeah. never should have set Maybe off. Well, the <laughs> dragon held us in his he held us in his paw like we held the tiny bear. Yeah, the, the moral of the story is maybe don't be mean to gingers. Man, I'm yeah, not sure not, about that's that. That's not going to hold. That's never <laughs> yeah. going to work. That'll be a, that'll be our podcast over. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm sorry to really... have your brand like that. Then in that case, um, yeah. True. So, <laughs> Night Dragon. God. Like I enjoyed, ten. I enjoyed the story. I was enjoying the world, and I was enjoying the idea we were trying to slay a dragon. But dear God, the faff! It was just, a, it was just a rubbish bit later on that soured the rest of the book. It was a real shame because, like, I was kind of getting getting into it. I like end of the world cults. I like stabbing. Mm. Like, what more could you want? You got you got uh, people in grey cloaks that weren't quite as bad as people in black cloaks. Mm. And we got momentum, and then all of a sudden it was like, run round in a circle. Here are Do 12 colours that you can walk into. 
we need you to do a fetch quest. Now do a fetch quest whilst you're doing that fetch quest. Now do it four more times. Beautiful. Here's a labyrinth of dwarf mines. Try every door until you find the one that works. Yeah. Here's a, a magical rainbow room set inside your own dreams. Maybe you can figure something out here? It was like the author didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was like the author didn't know what to do and just went on some sort of crazy acid trip. It was like they'd written a book with 300 references and then bloody Ian and Steve said, no, it's supposed to be 400. He went, shit! (laughs) Right, dream sequence, boom. Yeah. Write some faff! Okay, so what what do we mark out? A five or ten? Uh, What do you want? Okay, I'm going to give it... Two out of five. That's yeah, I'd go to as well, yeah. 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 Um, like I said, I was disappointed that it went to, as faffy as it did at the end there. Mm. But also, I was enjoying it. It was, it was a strong four until... I mean, the fact that we died so early as well was like, that's a strong four. And then just it yeah, just yeah. died on its ass. Yeah. But also, some elves were killed by an end of the world cult. And that's always a five in my book. So five out of five for Night Dragon. And we, we also did manage to, to sort of devolve amongst that. So yeah. that, that's pretty good. Go. We've, we, got we, our, we've got our headline. The, the dragon lands at the rock concert. And then we, we, we get to, we get to see, uh, um, what was his name? Dark Flint coming on for his set. Realise we've not, we've not yeah. missed the headliners. Yeah, and the dragon just I... leans over and just passes you a beer. Jesus Christ, can you hear that? Good grief. It's the dragon. Fuck's sake. That's the dragon. And it is like, Fuck it is off. like at night. <laughs> ah, what? Okay, so we've just finished recording about 11 o'clock. Let's all start drilling again. So... Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, then why not go to patreon.com forward slash adventure pod where you can maybe pledge a little bit for each episode. It's greatly appreciated. And I'll use that money to go into making the show better. Like maybe soundproofing my fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, uh, Paddy, anything you want to plug? Uh, come and have a wander over to us at uh, Twin Humanities on Twitter and you can uh, jump into our Dark Souls podcast or our All Games podcast, which is Other Humanities, or sometimes we wander into Destiny 2 with Twin Destiny. Just come and say hello and thank you for having us because it's been... Uh, that early momentum was ace. I loved it. We we had all <laughs> the jokes and then they just kind of... They just pulled us, pulled us apart a little bit, but we... They I burned thought I just us had to pull the plug that. when we were in the mine section. I'm sorry about that. They guys. burned <laughs> us out uh, with pa- that. We still have the good times. Paddy, anything? Or? Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was good. Good times still roll. It was good. Uh, last cool. last plug then. Cool. Uh, in two weeks' time, I'm shaving my hair for charity. Come find me on uh, at Paddy Stardust on Twitter and give me some money. Cheers. All right, all yeah. right. There will be a link to that in the show notes then. In that Thanks. Case. All right. So thank you, CJ. Thank you, Paddy. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.